Hello, Peter. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Finger Guns podcast, where we talk all things Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm going to drop this on you right now. This is going to be a super duper spoiler filled conversation, but we are going to begin spoiler free for the first 10 or 15 minutes, just so we can find off me. And if you want to have a listen about what we thought of the film. You can do it right here. Now, I know what you're thinking. They're like, wait, guys, you talk about video games all week long. What the hell is this? Well, we all saw Spidey. Well, three of us saw Spidey. And we were like, we have to talk about this film because it's ridiculous. So here we are. We're going to get into it right now with the one and only Cat. Hello. 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 How on earth are you? Yeah, I'm good. I got my booster earlier today. Nice. Me too. Yeah, it's like booster twinsies. Oh my god! Um, I've only just started feeling the effects about twenty minutes ago. Um, so I mean, that's a good start because hopefully all the symptoms will happen when I'm asleep. Yeah, I'm very excited for tonight. Yeah, me too. Yeah, be good yeah. to hash out. Oh my good god! I cannot wait to talk about this goddamn <laughs> movie. It's been really hard, but yeah. And uh, the man who sent me a message last night going, "Fuck." Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, Roscoe, fuck. After he saw the film, Mars Thompson. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how else I could ever really describe my emotional reaction to the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, hello. pretty much. Hello, mate. <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, yeah, very well. How on earth are you? I mean, broken, but yeah. you know, but good, good in a strange kind of way. Non-spoilery, of course, but very broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all feeling that emotional punch. Yeah. Definitely. Um so yeah, like I said, we'll 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 begin spoiler free. Um and then we will absolutely tear this film apart minute by minute. So if you haven't seen it, disappear, listen to the spoiler free bit and then disappear, go see it and then come back. Because yeah, no stone will be left unturned. I have a long list of things that I want to get into and I'm very excited to do so. So we will kick off spoiler free, spoiler free. Kat, what did you think of Spider Man No Way Home? Um, it was a roller coaster. Spoiler free. I, I mean, is it a spoiler if you say that you were angry or that you were livid or that you were sad or that you were happy? I don't know what what count. Like, how no, that's not a spoiler. That is an okay. that, that is an emotional right. reaction. You okay, can't say why fine. yet. Yeah, no, but, that's fine. But yeah, I, I feel a lot of emotional whiplash. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. that's if I could describe that. I saw a TikTok earlier and it was like, can I have your insurance details, please, uh, Marvel? Because you owe me some <laughs> health care. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's that's, I guess, the, the two words to sum that up. Emotional whiplash. Yeah. If you haven't seen the film yet, you should probably also stay off TikTok. Oh my god, that's another thing as well. Is that had I not seen the film yesterday, I mm. would have actually had it completely like loads and loads of the film, almost all of it spoiled. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy because it problem, didn't happen yesterday. But I guess, and... yeah, the problem with it, of course, is that you just flick on TikTok and they just, the video just starts and you have mm. no choice. So be very, very careful if you're on TikTok. Yes, uh, 
Miles Thompson, what did you think of Spider Man No Way Home? Fuck Roscoe. What do I even say? Just fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly like it's one of those movies where growing up as a kid, if I could have like distilled the kind of Spider Man movie I'd wanted to see, Spider Man's always been my favorite superhero, like way and above anything else. And this movie was like being a kid all over again. And like, I genuinely felt like a child in like the best possible way. Like everything about life was totally forgotten in the space of two hours. And even previous Spider-Man movies hadn't made me like just so enraptured into this film. And it's very much a film for fans of Spider-Man and celebrating everything Spider-Man, you know, turned up to 11. If you don't like Spider-Man, then what the hell are you doing watching this movie in the first place? But you really will hate this one um but it's just such a it's such an amazing kind of shout out to fans of the character and the hero and i fucking adored it so i don't know what else to say other than just watch the damn movie because it's genuinely i think one of marvel's best ones and it's it's not perfect but it's a perfect spider-man movie and that's all i wanted so i am exceptionally happy and broken (laughs) i love that it's not perfect but it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's not a perfect movie. It's very much a Marvel movie, but as a Spider-Man movie, you just you can't ask for much more. It's just no. spot on. I don't know what happens now. I don't know how they look at this film and go, right? How do we top that? Exactly. Like, how do you best that? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, oh, it's just the way just, they managed to weave so many things together is incredible. It's Marvel, man. I mean, after Endgame, we were like, what the hell are they going to do now? <laughs> and the answer to that was Spider-Man No Way Home, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well. Yeah, the two hours just bloody flew by. Like It really it felt, did. It felt like a minute, and I couldn't believe it. I think it was like halfway through the movie, I looked at my watch, and like already an hour and ten minutes was gone, and I was like, shit, like yeah. I'm already halfway through, and I blinked. What's happening? Yeah. This thing moves at a breakneck pace. Yeah, definitely does. There is so much happening all the time. And it's uh, and all of it's good. It's wonderful. Yeah. What did you think, Ross? Cards on the table. This is my favorite MCU movie. Oh, that is a claim. I love it. I came out of No Way Home having felt every single possible emotion about ten different times. Yeah, fair. And I've sat with it for a couple of days. I saw it on opening day. The first screening, I wasn't fucking about. You know what I mean? If it's out, you, <laughs> you are not fucking about whatsoever. Um, and I left wanting to immediately go back in and watch it all over again. I didn't want it to end. I was sad when the credits rolled because I just wanted to stay in that universe with these characters. And there's something I am going to cry tonight, by the way. If we talk into anything, it will happen. Because I'm not over anything. I'll probably be joining you in that. I'll be and <laughs> there are there are moments that I I keep replaying in my head that I cannot stop thinking about, and it's those little moments that make this film what it is. I think this is Tom Holland's best performance as Spider Man and and Peter Parker um, across all of the films that he's been in, which is what five or six now, if you count all the Avengers and Captain America. And I think it's uh, Zendaya's best performance. I think it's Jacob Batalon's best performance. Uh, 
I think it's Marissa Tomei's best performance. I think Aunt May kicks the ass of this film. And um, there's so much to enjoy that anything that is slightly off about it, I it's instantly forgiven because, like you said, Miles, the, uh, the childish feeling you get watching this is so overwhelming that, you know, it's just a, it's just a giddy feeling. I was giddy the whole way through because I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously rumors were floating around and it's just a giddiness. It's, it, it's that excitement of going to see a film and it, you know, exceeding every expectation and blowing your mind all at the same time. And it's a, it's a constant reminder that films are freaking awesome and Marvel do what they do so brilliantly well. And, you know, you've seen the reaction across the board. It's going to be a massive, massive movie. And it, it should be because it's just, uh, it's just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Um, any more words of goodness or badness that you want to get in before we jump into spoilers? I would agree with you. I think it's my favorite MCU movie. Um, nice. Yeah, I would agree with you. And that that's for a lot of reasons, a lot of very good decisions that were made, um, great performances, but you can tell how much, and this isn't a spoiler, um, how much thought went into all of it, um, which I really like. I always love, like, imagining the, the writer's table. and Oh, they had a fucking field day on this one, didn't they? Yeah, and it's, yeah, you know, even the little, the nuances and stuff like that. Like, they, there was a lot of thought that went into this. Um, there is one thing I really didn't like of it as well. So like Miles was saying, I don't think it's perfect, but it is, for me, it's like a, a 10 out of 10 with like a caveat, with like a little asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a movie. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie like that and liked it as much as I did when I came out of the cinema. Mm. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And it was it was one of those where, you know, I'm, I don't really watch many movies, particularly at cinema, but there are certain ones I'll always make the effort to go watch. And when I messaged you afterwards, after I like got home, Ross, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, this is what Toby and Ross were talking about when we talked about The Last of Us Part 2. It was having this kind of like massive connection to something. And I came out of the movie and I was like, I get it. I totally get it now. And like, not mm. for obviously that game, but... I knew exactly the kind of like emotional connection that you had, which I didn't. And suddenly I came out of this movie and I was like, fuck, I feel like a kid again in like the best possible way. And yeah. I completely love everything in that. And like, I was exactly like you. I literally was just like, I want to just turn around and go straight back in. I want to watch it again. I want to see like all the little details that I missed the first time around or now that I know what's going to happen, you know, I want to look out for the little cues and little clues and stuff like that. And I just... I was totally enthralled by it in a way that I just don't normally have with movies. Like I watched Endgame, thoroughly enjoyed it, thought it was a good movie, didn't rate it especially high in terms of the quality as a movie, but as a spectacle, it was incredible. And lots of other MCU movies are very good. But this one just, I don't know, it captured something even compared to Homecoming and Far From Home. This just felt like a whole nother level above it. And um I don't know how those writers did it. Like Kat said, they must have had just a whale of a time sat around the table coming up with it all, but it was just incredibly done. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I fully agree. Oh, right. Are you ready? Should we do this? Should we get into this properly? Never going to yes. be ready. I'm never ready for this. <laughs> I'm off now. Now is your warning. You've yeah. had 20, 15 minutes of 
know, 13 minutes or so of, you know, <laughs> us trying so badly not to tell you any secrets. So Holding back on everything. Now is the time to say, yep, I'll save this for after I go. So bye-bye. Yeah, we will, we will catch you later. But yeah, when go you watch come, the movie. Go watch it when you come back. Like, hey, guys, now <laughs> let's get into it. Oh, my goodness me. Right. We are going spoilers. Full spoilers. <laughs> I am not fucking about my son. Full hardcore spoilers. Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Spoiler time. Right. How great is Andrew fucking Garfield? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so good. I remember I had this thing. So the thing is as well, like a little preface is that I am not a die-hard Spider-Man fan. Get the and that's hell not off to this podcast. No, but no, and this is what I mean. Like, <laughs> and that's not to say I'm not a, fa- not a fan. I'm a huge fan, huge, 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 huge fan. But I didn't grow up wanting to be Spider-Man. Does that make sense? Huge fan of the movie. I've seen all the movies, have loved all the movies. But didn't want to, didn't grow up wanting to be Spider Man, you know, like that's that's not what most girls, and I'm this is very hyperbolic, you know, and there's a very, I guess, like this is, I don't know, guess, I guess, is mm. that I don't know many girls who grew up wanting to be Spider Man because Spider Man was a boy, do you know what I mean? Like, so, mm. um, I definitely went to school and I went to World Book Day and there were people just as Spider Man. Um, I walked out of that movie thinking, fuck, I fucking love this fucking franchise so much. Yeah. But I remember seeing Andrew Garfield and thinking, I actually can't believe he's right in front of me. And that so, sounds so strange. But I kept smart. I, I could feel myself smiling in the cinema like he was an old friend. Like I was yeah, like, hey, exactly dude, was, how are you fucking doing? And I remember smiling and I'm like, why am I smiling in the fucking cinema? I was like a crazy person. Mm. And I remember like blinking and being like, you are actually in this film. And I know that it was Marvel's worst kept secret. Um in like whatever kind of joyous jokey way that they do it where they do lead up to it where you're kind of like yeah it definitely will happen um but equally there's no confirmation and you know the the, the denials will come up. so when he actually appeared i was like holy fucking shit it's yeah. real it happened and he is right fucking there yeah that was a moment uh that was uh that was that was uh cries number one uh, oh, really? I when, think I cried before mate, that, you know. When really? I think I had. I can't remember what it was though. When when Andrew appeared, I I lost it. I lost it completely. Mm. He is my favorite Spider-Man. And I again, I was with you. We all knew that they were gonna be in it, sort of, but sort of, hopefully. Marvel hope. Marvel did a fantastic job at not addressing any of those rumors at all. And I mean, I, I'm sort of grateful for that because you still went in knowing they might not be in this film. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember there being an, in, I don't know if it was a TikTok or someone saying the audacity that the Marvel fans will have if they're not in the movie <laughs> because they're the ones who guessed it. Like, mm. can you imagine being mad about something that was never, ever hinted or confirmed in the first place? Like, And I was like, that's yeah. so true, you know, that, that the fan base would be like, that movie was shit because our idea of the Spider-Mans all being in it didn't actually happen. Like, and I thought, mm. yeah, that's so, such a thing, but they were one step ahead of us. Oh, completely. Yeah. They I love have... Tom Holland. He's so wholesome as well because I immediately thought back to, and we'll probably get onto this bit in a minute, but like um, the the scene where the trailer is, you know, the trailer was a big part of the that kind of scene where they're all fighting. Um, and Tom yeah. Holland goes, hey, where's that? And then just shuts up. <laughs> yeah. 
as soon as I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, oh, Tom, my yeah. love, Tom. Like- Tom Holland was on Jimmy Kimmel, um, you know, these the American chat shows. And um, he went, I'm so tired of lying. And, uh, and, and and Jimmy Kimmel went, what are you tired of lying about specifically? And he went, oh, nothing. <laughs> it was like, you know, it must it must get to them. You know, it's, you yeah. know, they they said, I've, I've watched interviews with them and they were like outright, you know, Tom and Toby and Andrew are not in this movie. Yeah. No, sorry, guys. You know, I think Andrew had the hardest time, didn't he? Really? Oh, like, Tom, poor Andrew Garfield. Tom has a lot of stuff to talk about with the movie and he can really swing it. But there's only so many times that you can like, I think Andrew had the hardest time because he was doing a press for Tick, Tick, Boom. And then it just got turned around Spider-Man. And he had, you can see there's like multiple different montages of Andrew Garfield trying to say no. Yeah. Um, there was one where they like, surprised him and said there was a photo and he was like well what photo and then he remembered that he probably had to be like well the photo's photoshopped because I definitely wasn't there kind of thing um and then he he said something and it was to I think it was like a morning show where he said you're good at your job but I'm better which means for the next following couple of sentences he's acting because he's lying and I was like, yeah. what a fucking clever dude. But yeah, uh, I think Andrew Garfield probably had it the hardest in this press tour. For sure. For sure. And it made his appearance so yeah, so fulfilling. And he stole this whole thing for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. His definitely. performance as Spider-Man, it's why I love his Spider-Man so much, is because he's so cool and he's so funny. And he can tell that he loves playing Spider-Man. Yeah, you can tell that was a dream come true to come back. And he loves being Peter Parker. And you can just, it just oozes off of him. And, you know, I love the fact that he's fucking in it. It's great. Uh, Miles, sorry, man. We've been, we've been, we've been chatting over you. Oh, no, I've been sat here just appreciating everything that you're all saying. Like, completely. (laughs) So I'm a little bit opposite to you, Russ. So I grew up with Tobey Maguire. And as far as I was concerned, like, whoever I grew up with is like, so I'll always have. um, Which is strange, uh, really, because we're older than you. Yeah. but I mean, I grew up, I I grew up with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. But um, The Amazing Spider-Man was just, it was such a breath of fresh air after Spider-Man 3 was a bit rubbish. And so Andrew came in, crushed it. Um, and uh, yeah, Sony decided not to kind of carry on with him, which were, which was devastating for me. But now I'm like, wait a minute. We'll get into the, the post-credit stuff later. But I, I, have a, I have a theory. I have a theory. I'm going to get into it later. <laughs> a game theory. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry Miles, carry on. That's all right. Um, so yeah, so growing up, I was always like whoever I kind of grew up with is who I now identify as like that character so like for me like Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator and like no other main character can kind of be the Terminator or whatever um and you know it's the similar kind of thing of Toby was Spider-Man and so when Andrew Garfield's came out as much as I liked the films because they did some interesting things and I liked for example I liked the fact that Electro was in it and he wasn't in I can't remember was he in the, the Toby Maguire ones I don't think he was Electro was um, yeah Oh, was it? Okay. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, it wasn't. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. carry on. <laughs> um, and like, I like some of the things they did. And obviously, it got left completely out in the woods after Sony just decided to can it. But I've always found Andrew Garfield didn't quite match up to like the comic style of Spider Man for me because he was too good looking and he was too cool and he just seemed too like awesome. And I was like, Peter Parker's meant to be a bit nerdy and a bit like the underdog, and you wouldn't expect him to be this awesome, wisecracking, you know, superhero. 
And um, but I look at Andrew Garfield, I think, yeah, you're just a cool dude. Like, yeah, fair. Um, and so I wasn't especially keen on him in those two movies, but I don't think that was his fault. I think, like you said, he's very enthusiastic. He loves that role. And actually, when he turned up in this movie, and I instantly, like, as soon as they opened the portal and they were like, oh, it's Peter. And I was like, nah, this is it. This, yeah. is, this is it. Oh, and yeah. Here we go, baby. And I was like, fuck, this is it. And then he took the mask off and I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, did you have a crowd that cheered in Holland and stuff? We yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so good. I couldn't even say anything. I was literally like, I knew it was coming. I knew throughout the whole movie, this is going to happen. And yet when it happened, I was fucking speechless. Like, yeah. I just hadn't, I couldn't make any noise. I was sat there with my, like my mouth, like a gape. And I was just like, fuck. And then yeah. they had the little interaction, which you mentioned, and we'll probably get to. And he was just brilliant in it. And then like some of the later conversations and scenes, I was like, actually, do you know what? I think I didn't give you the credit you deserve. And a part of me wants to go back and rewatch his movies because in this movie, he's fucking brilliant. Like, he is absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. And like, I'd always rated him as an actor, just not as Spider-Man. Mm. And then in this movie converted me where he's an actor and he's Spider-Man. And I was like, I love it. And Again, we're going to go through a couple of his scenes, I imagine, later on. But he, I think, gets the most payoff in this movie in some ways out of the three. Um, mm. And I really liked that it tied together so well in that sense. And, yeah, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And like I said, when he turned up and he walks out of that portal and, oh, fuck it, I can't even, like, even thinking about it now, it's like, <laughs> like, oh, God. It was just, it was so well done and it was so, like, unassuming, but knowing that everybody would know that was going to happen. Um, yeah, I thought it was perfect. I loved it. Man, I'm just, I suppose, like, well, yeah, I suppose we get into it now. I mean, because, yeah, we're talking about Andrew Gufford right now. The post the post credit scene with Venom. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, so just <laughs> now, a quick disclaimer, right? So yeah. Venom's also my favorite villain, and Tom Hardy's my favorite actor. So when the Venom movie came out, I shat myself, literally, not literally, but wow, and Jesus. Then, and then I saw this post-credit scene, and I leaned over to Cat, and I was like, "Look, I'm not going to lie to you. If if this is Venom, like you're not like this theater is not going to know what's coming. Like, and it, and it <laughs> will be me that. coming. He didn't say that. What it he will said. Be me coming. What he said was." <laughs> This is Venom. I'm going to fucking cream. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't say I'm going to cream. I said, said I'm going to cream everywhere, all over this cinema. <laughs> and then, literally, I kid you fucking not, the camera snaps and I heard Tom Hardy's voice, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't even. At that point, I might as well have just imploded into a black hole. Like mm. my favorite actor, favorite villain, now in my favorite movie. Like, it, honestly, Marvel could not have made a better movie for me. Like, and that's what it felt like. It felt like this movie was made for I was me. Like, here you are, Miles. Have your movie. Honestly, Enjoy. Like, out of all like the disappointments we've had of big hype games and movies and stuff recently, this was the one I went into with good expectations, not expecting the world, but just wanted a good Spider-Man movie. And it fucking blew all of my expectations away. And then yeah. Venom turned up and I just died a little bit. Yeah. I just died immediately. It was brilliant. Right. Yeah. So sorry, carry on. The thing about Venom, right, is people were pulled into the MCU because they had some prior knowledge of either Peter Parker or Spider-Man. That was what they were going on, right? Yeah. So there's a Spider-Man in Venom's universe. Yes. Yeah. What if it's Andrew Garfield? 
So I thought about this and I also wondered if maybe, because obviously in Toby's Spider-Man 3, Venom's in that. And I wondered if maybe they could just make him like a time traveling symbiote or whatever, because they can mess around with Venom's origin quite easily. With 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 respect to your theory, nobody wants that yeah, nobody version wants of Venom that. back. <laughs> no, nobody wants that Venom. But I did wonder about that. And then, yeah, it could be from Garfield's or my thinking was that they're either going to go two ways of now that the symbiote's in the MCU, then obviously either Tom Hardy or Venom had knowledge of Spider-Man. Hence, it could be um, Garfield's. Or somebody just said that Venom might have knowledge of him anyway, like just from being a galactic fucking symbiote alien thing. Mm. Um, and that I wonder what it's going to look like in the MCU now, because obviously Venom's going to be here to stay. So it's whether, is he going to just transform into Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, or is he going to now consume somebody else and then someone else is going to get the role of Venom in the MCU? Well, Tom Hardy got pulled back in, didn't he? He got pulled back out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So, is so what does that mean? Like, yeah, is he is the symbiote just going to latch onto somebody else now, and then they get mm. to be Venom in the MCU? But Tom Hardy's still Venom in his timeline. Like, so yeah. I my dream what- outcome is Venom goes back to his universe, tries to find Spidey, and the next Venom movie is an Andrew Garfield, Tom Hardy, Venom Spidey movie. Oh mate, I don't, I don't think we'd be able to cope with this. Like, I will lose my mind. <laughs> I barely managed to cope with this fucking movie. Never mind if that happens. Like, Jesus. Because I think that Andrew Garfield needs a, needs a, a third movie. I think he needs a fair shake of the role again. Yeah, he's been hard done by the only one. It was so obvious. Like I said, how much he loves it, and he absolutely smashed this role, this 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 film. Yeah. And you, you see the reactions that people have of him even just appearing. You know, um, yeah. if you are brave enough to go on TikTok and if you've already seen it. There are crowd reactions to Andrew Garfield returning on TikTok, and it's fucking insane. It's very wholesome. Yeah, and it's like, yay, they do love Andrew Garfield. But, <laughs> but that's uh, the thing. Like, even even though I wasn't, you know, his biggest fan is Spider Man. When he appeared in this movie, I think what the writers have done is they've managed to make him the most, almost the most likable in a sense. And they gave him like the the biggest entrance, being the first one to appear through it, um, mm. through the portal. I mean, and. Yep. Yeah, I think they gave him a bit more of the limelight, which is what he needed because Toby's, you know, a cult hero and Garfield was probably the one who had the least popularity despite doing his role very well. And so even people like me who weren't the biggest fans of him, even I was like, I love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Kat, what's your Venom theories? I actually haven't seen the Venom movie. Um... You can see the first one and you can work through the second one. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm for the second, second one. one. Yeah, I'm still a bit like, like oh. yeah, I know who he is, and I know that he was in Toby's films, and I know that like that that's uh, as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah, he's, like a, he, he's a great character in two very average movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a bit, and, a bit a bit wasted. And yeah. so I'm assuming from what Miles has explained, like um, Miles posted like kind of pulled a good theory yesterday, where like they're either gonna do it where it is Tom Hardy in, in the Spider-Verse and they're going to somehow mix put that into the mix. Or um, the the Venomy Cenobite thing, whatever it's called. Um, symbiote. Symbiote, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> is going to, uh, I guess, take a new character, um, sorry, a new actor, and take place for a new actor to take over because it'd be a different multiverse. Yeah. So I think um, that's the current front runner theory is because only the symbiote's been left. So in theory he'll just yeah, latch on to somebody so and someone just, else gets the role. Yeah, a new a new venom of a new multiverse. So definitely interesting. 
Um, yeah, I think I need to watch the movies to kind of have more of an opinion on that. It was a great cutscene, though. Like, it, obviously, like, I remember the shock of the cinema being like, <gasps> mm. um, yeah. if I haven't got a dead arm for my booster, I have a dead arm for Miles slapping me so many times. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not even sorry. Me. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I actually didn't catch on initially that, that it was going to be Andrew Garfield walking through the loop. It was only until Shitface was elbowing me <laughs> i was like oh this is gonna be andrew garfield yeah um i actually thought he was gonna come um when obviously and we'll probably talk about this but one of um in a minute or we'll talk about it, i don't care um i thought that he was gonna be popping up when zen uh, not Zendaya, but when mj fell yeah. obviously we know what happens now obviously we know that oh, that scene absolutely broke me <laughs> honestly it makes me want to cry like thinking about it that scene because that's that that it is that the most scene. heartbreaking scene yeah, yeah that scene in the um i can hear it in my voice Ugh, just film um that scene in it's in the spider-man movie with gwen is, is fucking heartbreaking oh it's horrific and Andrew Garfield did it so well. You could see the tears in his eyes mm. when he was on the on the ground and he'd caught her. But I'd kind of envisioned that that you thought it was going to be Peter, but it was him. Obviously, he's in it a lot further before. But so I actually didn't catch on because I was waiting for that bit, and then I was like, "Oh my god, this is the bit where it came." The one thing that I will be disappointed about in in that kind of little little scene is that like whichever one of you said it, I think it was Miles, Andrew kind of got the, the limelight there. They gave Andrew like a really big entrance and then kind of followed it up with Toby. Mm-hmm. And I think like, that's great. That was awesome. It was, it's so great that they're both in it. I feel like Toby deserved more than just, let's just do this again. Yay! Well, that's what, felt a bit pantomime to me. That's interesting. Cause I, I really like how subtle they were about it, to be honest. I did as there well. Wasn't, there wasn't, they didn't get like dropped in during a massive action sequence. Or, oh yeah, no, I really like that. that. And I loved yeah. how they gave each of them their their moment with, however, it was so small as well. It was just in a small room with Zendaya and um, yeah. And I love that. I love the setup, but I think that they could have had like a different. I don't know. I think it was maybe like that. Maybe it was the writing of the line. Let me just do it again to try and find Peter Parker. And I just thought to myself, mm. well, that's so obvious. Like that now the next one is going to be Toby, and that's obvious. And maybe that's a good thing about it. But to me, I felt like it. Maybe it could have been done ten minutes later. Mm. With, I think. I with think Toby. that's interesting. Yeah, I think we knew that as as an audience once Andrew was there. Yeah, that's yeah. what was going to be pit with. Absolutely, was be Absolutely. Not have Toby but it just appear. felt yeah. like a weenie bit cheesy to me. Mm. But then but it went was... from like movie to like <gasps> to like oh okay, a little bit cheese, little yeah. bit cheesy there. It was very fan service, wasn't it? But of course, of course I it was. That. But this this whole film is a fan service. <laughs> but yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't see it as Andrew going first. I think Andrew was a supporting act in that scene. Uh, no, Andrew was, no. Andrew was like you know because to- Toby Maguire was the headliner. Because no one really, everyone sort of had a, had a theory that Andrew Garfield will be back, but Toby hasn't made a film in seven years. That's what I mean, and so therefore <laughs> I think that just to come straight after Andrew was not only obvious, but the, that line was a bit cheesy. And then I thought, fucking hell, you think that they could have possibly swapped them or done it a little bit with a break in between. But that's just that's mm. just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, mean, I just felt yeah. like they'd done Toby just a tiny bit dirty with the shock factor of Andrew being there. Is yeah, that I mean, then it kind of okay. overshadowed Toby. Yeah, shut up, Miles. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it just overshadowed Toby a little. Like, I still really, really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still just as surprised. Um, I don't think I was just as surprised. That's a lie. I was still happy and really, really glad Toby was in it. Mm. But I knew it was going to be as soon as the, well, let me just keep doing it to find Peter. Well, okay, well, we're just going to get the other Peter now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but it meant that Toby Maguire was going to appear. Yeah, and that was and it's awesome. Like, that's, but I that's... felt like that didn't give me the same reaction as Andrew. I felt like it could have done, you could have had Toby in his own scene. Do you know what I mean? The person, the one person I've spoken to about this film um, said in that scene, if they had the time, they could have gone crazy with it. They could have brought in the Spider-Man from the PS4 game like, accidentally. They could have brought in Mars Morales. <laughs> yeah, they could have done all yeah, sorts of kind yeah. of like crazy stuff in that scene. Like rabbit and, in the hat kind of scenario. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just all, it just keeps being the wrong Spider-Man. Yeah. Mars, what were you saying, mate? Um, I think that in terms of how they did the scene, the reason I liked it is because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was always quite kind of understated and he was always very like, he liked being Spider-Man, but he struggled with being Spider-Man a lot more in terms of his character. And so his entrance really kind of suited the Toby Spider-Man because it, he was never like a big bombastic spectacle Spider-Man. He was always like a... The chill walking in guy. Like, hey. Yeah. And then yeah. that's why like in the third movie, when he gets taken over by Venom and he becomes like a, you know, arrogant douchebag, it, it was so funny because it like really contradicted with who he was. And so... I think Andrew being the limelight one actually worked well because I think like I said, yes, I good. think it was. That yeah, was I think good. it worked really well. I just mm. think that I, I just a little break between the heart attacks would have been great. <laughs> no, I, I loved it. I think yeah, to draw it out longer for me, I would have been like, I know he's fucking coming. Just give it to me already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I love how we just the writing of that line. I just thought that was like a bit cheese. It was obvious. Like it was very yeah. on the nose of like, oh, let's go find Peter again. It's like, yeah, okay, here yeah. he comes. Here he comes. Here, here, he, comes. here he comes. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just shouted that and I've forgotten what I was gonna say. <laughs> Throwing you off again. Damn it. Never mind. Never mind. Right. Uh, well let's 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 talk about Toby. I mean, uh he he was a very subdued Peter Parker in this, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he was definitely. he was obviously older and obviously like, yeah, I'm Spider Man. Whatever. That's what I was gonna say. You know, he um Very he, he just walks through the portal with yeah. waved. I love that. Yeah. It was just like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. It was yeah. exactly what I hoped it would be, because that's exactly what he's like in his movies. He's just like, hey, really awkward, a little bit like shy. And yeah. But like you said, I think because he's older, he's been Spider-Man for so long at this point. I think mm. that just suits that. He's totally cool with it. Like being Spider-Man and coming in to save the day isn't a big deal to him. It's just like, yeah, I'm here. Let's just go do what we got to do. And I'm he's like, just been uh, just been transported to a different universe. Mm. But hey, yeah, not he was good. super humble about it, wasn't he? He was super yeah. like, hey, yeah, how's it going, guys? I, I love that. You know, like a bit like lucky to be in the movies. Like, yeah, they remember me. No, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they they couldn't have done it without him. There's no, no way. I think I, I like the way that his Peter. The fact that he's Spider-Man wasn't the headline. It was just yes, yeah. he he had clothes on. You know, he's just a very relaxed dude. He's obviously settled into a very nice life with MJ somewhere, and um, yeah. he's just like he just happens to be Spider-Man as opposed to Andrew yes. Garfield. Just like yeah. fuck you, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so true. You can definitely see like the the time 
lapse between, like you said, he probably isn't a Spider-Man as much as, say, Andrew Garfield is in his universe. Yeah. Um, this guy is like settled down. He's having a great. He's like the wise Spider-Man of them all now. You know, it's been a while, and I really of. liked how they depicted that a little bit later as well, and and they depict it in the way that they talk, and yeah. That was obviously yeah. very intentional. And yeah. And I really liked that they made a thing about him putting on his suit. Like when they were like, you know, they gonna... call him a pastor, don't they? Yeah, they were like, you're not just gonna look like a youth <laughs> pastor while doing this, are you? And he was like, No, I've got it underneath that. Yeah, legend. Um, that whole scene in the laboratory where Great. They're, awesome. they're building just was just so much fun. Fucking um, awesome. Ned Ned going, uh, Peter, and they'll go, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh Peter, yeah, we're all Peter. Oh, oh, uh, they do Peter. the meme as well. They oh, all um, each other. Yeah. yeah, they did the meme. <laughs> oh, um, uh, no, uh, Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, we're all, we're, we're all Peter Parker. You know, <laughs> it, those, those little moments were so much fun. And when they found out that he has organic webs. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. I, I realized so from hard. the pod on Monday, you were asking that question about yeah. where the web comes from. And I was like, fuck. There we go. He answered it for me in the film. It's just his wrists. Thank oh, you very much. So we can move on. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, what are web shooters? What are and they go, what? Okay, no, I just shoot it from a wrist. And they go, <gasps> what? Yeah. And they they ask the questions like everybody would have asked of, is it just coming out of your wrist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just natural to me, like breathing, you know. And it's just the, those little moments, those conversational moments are why this was so exciting. Yeah. Because you want to have the Spider-Man talk about their web shooters. I yeah. could have watched that for I could have watched it for hours. Yeah. Just the whole movie, just being the three of them, like comparing their Spider-Man lives. Yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna brag, but I was in the Avengers. <laughs> you yeah. were? And then wow. Toby goes, "Oh, that's great! Yeah. You're what the Avengers. What, what, what is that? <laughs> I loved his delivery of that. Oh, that's great! What's the Avengers? Yeah, it's like oh sit God, down, someone. <laughs> yeah, is that a band? No, it's not a band. <laughs> yeah, there was just yeah, there were some great moments. Um, Toby, um, obviously stopping. Holland from killing Green Goblin was. I love that, that bit. That bit yeah. was like a beautiful reflection of the story and what yeah. they'd already previously said on the rooftop. But also, I guess you know, like everybody had their bit of redemption from their own movies. Yeah, and it showcases um, Toby's experience as Spider-Man. I think. Yes. Yeah. Like um, he was the one to step in because he knew yeah. the most of what he would have done to him. That's that's what I mean. Like mm. it, it's the redemption for everybody in their own movies. Toby, Toby stops you know um, Tom from from killing him because he knows how much pain that will bring him, and obviously then um, Garfield saves for MJ, and yeah. it's just like oh yeah. wow. Oh, I should yeah. say it's easier to refer to them as their actors. Yes, I was yes. going to say like, <laughs> like, Spider Man One. Wait, wait you're Spider Man yeah. One. Yeah. Spider-Man 3! Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I thought that was, you know, when you think of what Green Goblin has done within Toby's timeline and, you know, the fact that he's got all the baggage of both Harry and Norman having both died in his movies and mm. everything that Norman did to MJ and everything else, you just think actually you can see, like, I like the fact that there's not even any dialogue when he stops him. He's just no, yeah, exactly, him. yeah. It's just and the look. He doesn't even have to say anything and that's why I love Toby, because he's actually a very good actor when he wants to be. Yeah, he's great. And, um, and that scene was just perfectly done because it's so visceral and you can feel all of that emotion and Toby's just there as like the wise big brother who's seen it and done it and yeah. knows what it brings and knows to to not let him do that to himself. And 
I loved that scene. I thought it was, I, I kind of figured it was exactly how it was going to go when he started dragging the glider. Yeah. And then yeah. when he actually did do it, I was like, there you go. <laughs> you could tell, like, whoever was directing that knew exactly what their job was and they did it perfectly, like, mm. nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really spot on. It was such a, and you know, Holland was so angry and you could see it and, like, he wasn't putting his punches at all. You know, he was going for it and yeah. you sort of knew what was going to happen. And then, Obviously, Toby gets stabbed, and that's that. That leads to quite a funny scene uh, between him and Garfield. Yeah, when he's like, "You're oh, yeah. so much pain <laughs> yeah. on you." And he's yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> also, uh, are you okay? And- yeah, I've been stabbed before. Oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, phew, phew. <laughs> Did you notice Ross in the the fight scene with Goblin and Holland when he's fighting him? He does a uh, Spider-Man PS4 2018 move. Where- I sure yeah. did. Yeah, he web slings the back of him and thing. swings over Stops him, and I was like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. I was with the the, um, the person I was with. Um, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome!" Obviously, that's from the game. <laughs> it's hard to explain to someone who obviously hasn't played the game, but it was like, "That's from the game." Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was so well done. Even like the way the camera got set up for it, it was like yeah. something out of like a Mortal Kombat, like Spider Man in it. And he mm. just did the move perfectly. It was class. Um, should we talk about Ami? Oh god. I know we're jumping around the film a bit, but there's there, there's a lot to talk about. I don't think there's um, no there isn't really a coherent way to do it. Is there? there's no, so many moments, no. so many bits, and everything um, links together. So yeah, I mean, Aunt May was the best Aunt May I think in this film. Yeah, Toby. See, the one thing I've always loved about Aunt May is that she doesn't get the credit she deserves. Being yeah. because Peter's never had because Peter's mentors, they always go, oh, it was Tony Stark, or it was Doctor Strange, or it was uh, James Lindholm, and. It's like it's not. It's Aunt May. Yeah, Aunt May's been, always his moral like core. Yeah, she was the rock that all three films, and she doesn't get the. Re- she never got the respect she deserved. Yeah, and I didn't expect her to have the line about responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that line at all. Um, oh, I kind of was, you know. I kind of was. If it was going to come from anyone, I had a feeling it was going to come from Toby. Um, yes, because obviously it's from you know, it originated true. in his franchise, but and obviously it does later. But like I didn't realize that she was going to be the one to bring it to the because of course there were there were even like speculations of whether it would even be said. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously but, it comes a bit later, but I didn't expect her to say it first. As soon as she said it, I went, "Well, well she's going to die." Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally. yeah so, <laughs> it's what well, Ben says dead. in Toby's movie, and then he fucking dies. So yeah. you kind of know straight away that yeah, that's and that's another that's time. another beautiful moment between the three Spider Men up on the roof. Yes, where yeah. they can finally connect because like Holland is furious and angry, and um, you know, he says, "My aunt May just said with great power," and then Toby finishes it. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was another crying moment. I was like, oh my God. We said I, it. I did know Aunt May was gonna die from very if you watch it, if you guys watch it again, you can actually tell she's dying. And she does oh, have yeah, a fantastic yeah. job of acting it because she changes her breathing while she's talking to him, like almost from the very beginning. You can tell that she's been impaled. And I'm like, mm. she's dead, she's she's even been stabbed or impaled or something, because she's walking around and she's but there's just something not right with 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 her voice. And when she was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm just catching my breath. And I was like, She's not though, and I knew as soon as she lied down, he's gonna find her blood, or he's gonna look down. The camera's gonna look down. But when you watch it again, you'll be able to catch it so much earlier. Okay. Like she walks around for a bit, but you can hear it in her voice. She does a fantastic job of yeah. acting that because that was really well played. Because throughout that whole conversation, I was like, "Someone's not right with her." Like mm-hmm. it, that isn't just shock. That's like she's really she's really hurt. And then I was like, "Oh, there's there it is. There's the blood." Like yeah. <laughs> That was fucking sad, though. It um, was. 
Yeah, that was really sad. And Tom Holland um, was brilliant in that scene as well. Yeah. Yeah, he really showed off what he can do in that scene. But yeah, I mean, Aunt May never got the... I've said it again, but she's never got the credit she deserved because she is she is the mentor to Tom. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's such a shame that she was always kind of put on the sidelines a bit, especially in Far From Home. She's only in it for like six minutes. Or something. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and she was kind of relegated to May. being with Happy, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hot out me. It's like, yeah, I'd but she's... I'd actually forgotten that. I'd actually forgotten that him, her and Happy were together. And when <laughs> I watched it, I was like, because I, I, I didn't rewatch the film before I um, went and watched this one. Like, I should have done, really. And when they were, like, breaking up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that happened last film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When Happy sees um, them through the window, um, yeah. when he's in the car, it's like, oh, man. Oh, that was sad. And then he gets arrested and he can't run over. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a bit sad about how little Happy got. And um, there must be some cut scenes with him because it does seem a bit tamed back for Happy. He's always like kind of on the fringes. He's very much. I know, I know, I know. But like, now. yeah, I don't know why. It just that was a killer scene right at the end, though, when they're visiting her grave. I cried through that as well. I think I cried yeah. sort of five or six times. In fact, he doesn't even know who Pierre is. And it's just, yeah, I that was heartbreaking. He would. I really thought he would. I thought that Doctor Strange was going to. I mean, I guess we'll talk about the ending. So I'm going to pause that for now. But um, yeah, I love Happy. Happy is one of, one of my faves. Um, yeah. Go ahead, go on. Sorry, Miles, go on. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like, the, I feel like the 2018 game is the one that's actually done Aunt May, like, the most service because she's in it so much and she's constantly... Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're constantly going back to her and feast, aren't you? And it felt like in, in this kind of movie, they took some cues from that of, like, mm. building her as his moral core. And although she's been in the other movies, like, they really emphasised her being, like, you do the right thing no matter what people do back to you yeah yeah like he goes to her for like support and advice and do you know what i mean like he even though he might not want to hear it and he hasn't asked to hear it he listens and he takes it on board yeah. like yeah. that's the that's the biggest part of spider-man's character is that fundamentally <laughs> he'll always do what's good no matter what the cost or punishment is to him and i think yeah that was this movie's core was turning him from peter parker into actual spider-man yeah and we see that by the end don't we you know we yes. see yeah you know, his, his his ultimate decision at the end is such a selfless one. Yeah. And it's um yeah, it's wonderful. Even in that scene in um in Feast where um Osborne is with yeah. Aunt May, you know, Tom's like, It's not my problem. I've got other things to do. Mm. And Aunt May's like, This is your fucking problem. You're Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to handle it. He needs help. Yeah, you don't and... turn away from problems. No. Aunt May rules, okay? You put some respect on her name, ladies and gentlemen. Legend. Um, I am going on a bit of a tangent here, but that bit where I always I, I was thinking like Doctor Strange is on the top of the Statue of Liberty, just done a massive spell to make sure everyone forgets who Spider-Man and Peter Parker is. Do you think because it happened to him as well, do you think he's up there going, How the hell did I get here? Yeah, what did I just I wondered do? that at the end? <laughs> I wondered like, what they all thought about them just being randomly at the Statue of Liberty with all this debris around them. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened? Like, what, and none of them can tell the police what happened? Well, yeah. I, I guess they're living in an age where, like, the Avengers and Thanos and everything else was a thing. So I guess just waking yeah. up in the middle of debris probably isn't that re- weird for them at this point after, like, multiple, like, global catastrophes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right, let's get into the uh, the villains. Um, who, was your, uh, who was your highlight throughout the film, uh, Miles? I had two. Uh, Dr. Octopus, I thought, I loved what they did with his arc. Um, I really, really enjoyed the way they characterized him as 
initially evil, then he fixes him and he's good. And then it looks like he's gone evil again and he's going to be good again at the end. I really like that. And I, I just, what's the, what's his actor's name? I don't know who it is, but whoever it is, he did, just did a great job. Alfred Molina. Yes. And he's, he's just brilliant. I love Very him. much a part of the Royal Shakespeare Company and Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, literally royalty. <laughs> um, and also uh, William Defoe as Green Goblin. I just, he felt like, you know, in every Batman movie, you have to have the Joker in some way, shape or form. And <clears throat> it kind of felt like William Defoe was channeling that like Joker character of like the two sides to him, the good, the bad. And then when he was evil, fuck me, he's got a, such an, an evil, evil face. Like He does, yes. Yeah. Horrifying. He's such a good actor. And I thought to myself, like, how did the original Tobey Maguire films get an actor of his caliber to play the fucking Green Goblin or as Green Elf, as they call him in this one? And um. Yeah, he was just so well done. And I loved like the little tells, you know, throughout the movie that you just get the sense that something's not right with him. And even though he's, you know, the nice one, you get little tells throughout. And then he suddenly goes, you know, uh, Otto's like talking to him and he says, oh, you can get rid of your darker side. And you can hear it in his voice when he goes darker side or whatever. And I was like, oh, bastard, he's going evil. (laughs) This this is how it all unravels. It's all going too smoothly. I think Electro, I think he would be a good villain, but he's kind of a little bit one-dimensional in this of, you can tell he just wants to kind of be bad because he likes power. And then after they kind of cure him, he's like, oh yeah, all right, Soz. And I'm like, he just tried to kill you all. Like, come on. (laughs) Um, And he wasn't being like mind controlled. He wasn't under the effect of a spell. He just wanted power. And I was a bit like, "Mm." so I wasn't as keen on him, but he's a cool villain. Um, And then Reptile or whatever it is, Lizard, uh, he's okay. He's just there to, be grunt work um yeah but i think uh doc Ock and green goblin they were the highlights for me i forgot the lizard spoke oh yeah me too actually yeah <laughs> i was like oh yeah he yeah, he talks like yeah he talks like an <laughs> english professor oh yeah that's right yeah yeah that makes sense yeah 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 i love i love doc Ock. i thought he was brilliant um i loved when peter Barger just took over his claws I thought because I obviously had seen that that bridge fight over and over again in oh, yeah, the trailers, yeah. and I thought, how the hell is Peter going to get out of this and just use an anti to, to take over his uh, his claws? Brilliant! Yeah, I really liked as well. Like they do little like nods to like different things and stuff. And um, Green Goblin or William Defoe at one point goes, "Oh, I'm something of a scientist myself," and I was like, "Ha!" He said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said it. He said the thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt like that Family Guy meme when he's like, "Ha!" They said it. <laughs> yeah. I love the flip of um, when Peter fixes his inhibitor chip and the anger and all the rage that Doc Ock has is just immediately taken away from him. Yeah. And he's Dr. Octopus again. And it's such a wonderful moment. Yeah, it was great. And you can see it like dissipate. And that's what I mean about his acting. Like he played the role so well of like so intrinsically evil. And then as soon as the chips changed, you see like his whole face drop back to being calm. And he's like, even like the way he's talking in demeanor and he's like, Oh, thank you young man. Or whatever he says. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's so wholesome. I love it. I just want the movie to end with all of them being happy. And then it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And Sandman didn't really need to be there. Yeah. I think uh, he's kind of there a bit towards Toby's like redemption, but even then I think you could have scrapped him. He like kind of helps. This is the weird thing. He helps Holland immediately take down Electro. And then suddenly turns antagonistic. Then he's on board again and he wants to be cured so he can go back and see his daughter. 
And then as soon as the lecturer goes off the rails, he thinks, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just be bad again now. And I'm like, well, whose mm. fucking side are you on? What do you want here? Yeah. Like, I feel like his motivation was a bit all over the place. But again, I didn't mind him being in it. He, he just made for a cool set piece at the end when he t- like turns the whole thing into a uh, sandstorm. Yeah, I mean, it looks incredible, the sound effect, doesn't it? But it's, uh, it's like, mm. yeah, you're about as useful as Lizard in this thing. I, th- I think some had to take a step back because there were just so many characters. Yeah. That, um, yeah, some certain ones really had to get the limelight, and I'm glad it was Green Goblin and Doc Ock for sure. Yeah, I think they were the best choices to um, take forward, and in all respect, I think they had the best actors to take them forward as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cap, what did, what did you make of the villains? Um, I mean, I completely agree. I the whole highlight of the film really for me was the the arc they did with with Doc Octopus. Mm. Um, that was that was incredible for me because. You not only did, did Alfred Molina act that just beautifully, it was just so so good to see. Um, and I remember coming out of the cinema and I'm saying my favorite thing about that was Doc Ock and his storyline. Mm. I was like, just how you can almost see it. And I bawled my eyes out when <laughs> when Toby and Doc Ock had that scene where he's like, "Hello, Peter. Yeah, it's so good to see you." Oh my god! I was just like, <laughs> and like you said, you think that he's gone bad again. You think, oh for fuck's sake! And he's the one who kills Electro. He's the one who kills Electro. Sorry. And I think, oh my god, yes, yeah. Like, and I remember playing the the game. Um, and you know, you're so in love with Doc Ock. Like, you're doing all the all the side missions for him, and you're like, yeah, I'm his little buddy. And then he turns evil, and you're like, fuck. And it's so nice to see. And of course, it's the same same voice actor, isn't it? Um. At least I think it is. I think I, don't, Linda does that. I don't think so. Oh, doesn't is he not? Oh well, they no. sound very similar. Well, good on them. Good on <laughs> you know, actor sounding exactly like him. Um, but um, yeah, I really, really like Doc Ox. Um, William William Dafoe. Wow. Like, yeah. I think that it takes a very, very not only skilled actor. There is just something of a different caliber of an actor where they have to play somebody like two different characters in the same body but to then also play someone who is faking themselves does that make sense so he's got obviously yeah. like the evil side then he's got green goblin but then he had the moment where it he had to fake being green goblin in the in the flat and i think and the audience had to catch on to that is that he was kind of putting it on and trying to be nice at the beginning, and but you could t- see him turning. And that is a caliber actor. Like, mm. that's just, you know, you can... That, yeah, that to me was just incredible. I think he absolutely nailed it all the way through. Um, yeah. Well, it was him all along. I don't know. I, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, well, I don't think it was him all along, because he smashed the mat anyway. Like, I'll have to watch it again. But... <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like there was that obviously that pivotal moment where you know he's evil in the flat, and you're like, "Fuck!" Obviously, and then he's such that like nice little Norman, Norman, fucking scientist Norman and feast, and scientist Norman in the caves, and you're like, "Oh!" And you have that kind of icky feeling in your tummy when he doesn't want to cage him, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no, maybe don't do that." Like maybe don't you know? Maybe still cage him. You know, you've chosen to cage everybody else, and for some reason he kind of attaches himself to Norman out of everybody because of what May said, and yeah, and that spiteful, kind of visceral kind of 
vitriol that comes out of that acting and the lines where it was like it might have me who might have been me that did the blow but you're the reason she died I was like oh like that's <laughs> such a like and I just thought for someone who is 66 years old and and I said I walked out of the cinema and I said why do they not consider superhero movies and Oscars why like you're playing mm. something that is completely nonsensical in terms of and you have to make it believable that's the best kind of acting there is you know yeah, um, oh, yeah you're right and you know it's, it's always fucking snubbed at the oscars and i think yeah. no like it just takes so much to make something that believable you know and you don't you don't walk out the cinema and be like, yeah it was good but definitely for kids you know no we've all we're all in our flipping thighs well you're in your thighs i'm near my thighs and all right. a, Jesus. a baby you know <laughs> i forgot a little while ago shut up <laughs> but um yeah so doc ock was the highlight for me willem dafoe was just like chef's kiss yeah and he didn't want to do it either unless he did his own stunts oh, what a dude yeah, he was like, I'll, I'll do it. But, and he also said that he didn't want to do it if it was a cameo. He was like, I want, I would, um, he said um, at the premiere that he refused to come. He had a talk with the people because they were like, okay, well, what in what capacity would you want me back? And they said, well, we want you to be like quiet. Like, we, we're not sure. I think they said, well, like, we're not sure yet. We're still writing, but would you consider it? And he said, well, yeah, I'd consider it, but I'm not coming for a cameo. He was like, you need to give him purpose. Otherwise, like you're reintroducing a franchise of many years ago for the sake of it. And mm. and then they said no 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 you're probably going to be like a good good solid part of it and he was like yeah right, then I'll come back <laughs> and I think that shows his love for the franchise and what his love for the role that he did as Norman yeah back then because you know that's not just money and fame and oh, I'm going to be in Marvel and it's going to be really big he still wants to protect the fans that are absolutely still in love with uh, the franchise that he was in yeah yeah I completely agree. Um, could have left Lizard, could have, didn't really give a fuck about him. Um, he was very much like, I would have, if I had to, you know, cage one of them, as in like count one of them from the movie, I'd have probably carved Lizard over the Sam, Sam guy, Saman, yeah. just yeah. because I think Saman, like you, like you said, Miles, had a bit more characterization. He had this like inner conflict of, oh, I don't trust anybody. Um, and I need to get back to my daughter, but maybe this could work, maybe this couldn't. And I think like I prefer that much confliction in a character as opposed to somebody who is just there because they're weird looking and they have jokes made out of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. actually a lot of Lizard's main shtick was the script about him, not him himself. And so I didn't like the fact that he talks, the fact that he's a lizard, the fact that he's weird and wanted to turn everyone else into a lizard. You know, it actually wasn't much about his own characterization, his own personalization to the movie. Whereas with Sandman, you felt all of his emotions uh, uh, portrayed. Mm. Yeah. The um the actor that played Otto Octavius in Spider Man was called William Selliers. Oh well, well done, William Selliers, because I fell in love with you too. He was also the fixer in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh. And Hoffman in Back for Blood. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Solid that little game so actor. Makes sense as to why I recognise Hoffman's you voice. You did. You totally did as well. Oh, I couldn't even work out who it was. There you go. God damn it! That's blown my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Goblin and Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Um, I love Alfred Molina as Octopus. Like you know, Spider Man yes. Two is a brilliant movie. Because of Dr. Octopus. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, not things change. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think Holland said that on the Hot Ones thing is that like working with Alfred was like 
almost taking a step back in time because mm. he just walked straight back into the role. Um, yeah. And he said that it was a lot of fun. And even now, when I rewatch the trailer and I just see the hello, Peter, I get chills. <laughs> it's just such a good, like, yeah, just such a good, he just did it so well. Yeah, and I like that he he did play the role of sort of taking the side of the Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, in in the I, end. I, I think what I think one of them had to because otherwise it would have been a little bit of a <laughs> That's yeah, what they, I loved about it screwed. though. Is yeah. that he stayed true to his cure and that's why it was so heartwarming to like when you have such a destruction of a movie when that is such a sad storyline where like obviously Spider-Man or Peter Parker grows up with Doc Ock and they work together and they do all that blah 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 and he's like his little mentor thing and then he turns evil and then he has to kill him mm. you know two wow how good is it to see you and Toby Spider-Man immediately knows that he's not threatening that he is everything that he's missed about him yeah oh, oh makes me makes me want to miles out I cried so I hard think, at that bit yeah I think you kind of nailed it like he's the most genuine of he wasn't a villain but yeah. what happened to him turned him into one and as soon as they fixed the problem that was making him evil it was like he'd never gone he was suddenly all himself again and that was again i keep saying wholesome but like everything they did in this film felt really true to like the characters and yeah it just the original write-up of all of them exactly Mm. and i felt like his arc made so much sense and the more that they kept you know having him do the right things and end up you know he really respects Holland for helping him you know overcome what was wrong and you know he then is completely on their side and then he even knows he's so smart that obviously he fakes being evil for a moment to get the win over Electro and then completely does him over and I was like it's just so nicely done that I was like they've really nailed his character and the same with Green Goblin like the whole point is that no matter how much he tries to be a good person that kind of evil side of him will always find a way to take over. And even when he smashes the mask, you're left with that feeling of, oh, okay, he's overcome it. But, you know, even in, you know, Toby's movies, you always got the sense that it wasn't just the mask. Yeah, it wasn't just the idea. It's in it was, him. Yeah, it was his inner self. And the goblin was like his way of manifesting that into a real thing. Um, and so I just really liked the way they did it. And I guess even Electro, you know, the idea that he was just this kind of weak, kind of inept, kind of shy, nobody really cared about him, kind of loner character meant that when he got power, literally and metaphorically, um, he was then obsessed with that. Like, that's all he mm. wanted. And then as soon as that was taken from him again, he's like, oh, shit, okay, well, now I'm a no one again, so cool. Um, yeah. I didn't necessarily like that scene. I thought it was played off a bit too, like, easily, considering the kind of things that he'd done, but... I was a bit like, ah, fair enough. I guess they've earned that after making him evil enough. Yeah, it plays plays back to the scene in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he's in the middle of Times Square and he can see himself all over the, the, the billboards yeah. and stuff. And you can see what that's doing to him. He's yes. getting very excited about that and he's taking the power and he's getting that. And yeah, I think he did base his, his worth in the world on his powers. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like that moment between him and Andrew. I, I, I thought it was all right. But like, Mags, we good? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. the little nod about uh, when he's like, oh, you know, I just kind of thought that you'd be black. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. I want a black Spider-Man. I was like, ha-ha, there is hey, one. just look at another yeah. universe. There, he, he, he's out there. <laughs> Let's get Mars Morales in here now. I love that Andrew went, oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that he gonna do very, about that? That was very well delivered. That line is like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Once again, reminding the world that Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. Okay. 
Uh, moving on, Doctor Strange. Now, leading into this film, everyone had different theories about what Doctor Strange was going to be. They thought he was being mind-controlled by Mephisto. He thought he was being mind-controlled by Elizabeth Olsen because his his attitude in the trailer, the very first trailer, was a bit off. It was like, that's not Doctor Strange. Yeah. I thought, overall, this was his best performance as Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, he did play a bit of a mentor role to Peter again, but, you know... He really cares about Peter Parker. And that was that was something that was surprising to me because Doctor Strange is a superhero, but he's also a bit of a dick and he's a bit of a selfish person. Um, but he really admires Peter and you can see it throughout the film. And when he realized that he's going to forget who he is, he seemed devastated. And I think that sort of plays out. He's very angry with him, of course, because he trapped him in the mirror dimension. Well, he was sort of fat ages around for a long time, but yeah, I thought I thought Strange was great. What do you uh, What do you think, Cat? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've not I've not seen the Doctor Strange movie because I accidentally fell asleep. Um, it was actually Chris who put it on, and we'd been drinking, and I napped. My bad. Um, so I do actually need to go and see that. But I do love Doctor Strange. Obviously, in the kind of all the Marvel films, that isn't his own solo movie. I think he's a great character. Um. I was really surprised, actually, at his arc where he... Because I wouldn't completely agree with you to begin with that he adores Peace Parker. No, no, I, I don't think... I think I, 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 adore is kind of a strong word, but I think he respects him enough to at least give... He, the, yeah, he respects him. Give the yeah. spell a go before... Yes, you can see that you know, he's trying again. to help him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that as the movie goes on, he starts to maybe lose a little bit of respect because, like you said, in well, um, like like in the movie, the the script is, you know, I forget that you're just a kid. I forget this. I forget that. And I I saw today on TikTok that 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 um that scene with Strange, Stark, and Holland in the um. It's either I think it might be Infinity War or Endgame. It's one of them, and um, about how they're basically like completely ignoring him, and it's like the adults are speaking. You can shut the fuck up. And I felt that presence very much in their relationship in this film. Yeah. In kind of like, uh, well, I have the last word, so you can shut the fuck up. Like I'll do this, but like you need to shut the fuck up and stop. Um, and then that fight, I was just like, oh damn! Like the Marvels are fighting. And <laughs> when Holland comes out of the portal, he's like, shit! I just had a fight with Doctor Strange. Oh my <laughs> god, and I won! Like you were just like, whoa! They actually pitted up two of the Avengers against each other, which because they just they're in disagreements, and you kind of don't know who to bat for because, of course, Strange is a flipping Time Lord. Why is Spider Man Time Lord? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Not you know, not a time lord, but you know what I mean. Like he's the flipping like he's Doctor Who. Is that what you're saying? That's very no, cool. no. He, you know what I mean? Like he's he's you know he's he fucking owns the you know he owns the world really, doesn't he? Like, he's a wizard. He's, yeah, he's a flipping wizard, and I think that there comes across like for me anyway. There was a little bit of like. Ugh. That that immaturity does show through with Peter Parker because it's kind of like, who are you questioning? Like, mm. you don't know anything about time. You don't know anything about the dimensions, and you're refusing to listen to somebody who does. Not only have you refused to listen to them, you've trapped them. And if you need help, which you've always needed help, Stark has always made your suits, or you know, may always, and yet you've trapped the one guy that's actually offered to help you. Um, and you can definitely see that play out. I really like Stranger's performance in this. I was surprised about where they took it. I was surprised that they pipped them against each other. 
that was a really interesting dynamic considering there's already so many other villains in the movie that you think that they're going to work together and not work against each other um yeah but actually like you said by the end you can see that he is really gutted that this has to happen um I really thought Strange was going to, and I guess we'll go on to the ending in a minute, but I really thought Strange was going to at least make it, and maybe they will still, maybe he's made it so that he's he remembers for importance of the spell, but um, I really thought he was going to make oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I really thought he was going to make at least Zendaya remember him. Yeah. I thought that was going to be like a little... See, but... see that's, that, that's one thing about the ending. Because I thought the spell was make everyone forget that he's Spider-Man. Same, same. So right, anyway, we'll go on to the ending in a minute. We'll, 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 yeah. yeah, we'll pin it. That's, right, pin, pin, that's pin. a thing. Me and Miles had an argument about. about this, and I need to watch this film again because we had an argument in the car about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also had an argument in the car about it. <laughs> so maybe we're on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Miles is going to have to just shout at us. But like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, um, I like Strange. That's my opinion of Strange. Cool. Uh, Miles, Dr. Strange. Yeah, really liked it. Um, I've liked his character anyway. I really enjoyed him in the first movie. Um, I do think his performance as this is much more nuanced in the sense that obviously Dr. Strange is having used the Time Stone and basically having been the one who saw the only way to beat Thanos. You can tell he's a very like macro level thinker. So he doesn't think on an empathetic or a a human level he sees very much the grand picture of everything and that's what he's trying to get through to Peter throughout the entire movie <clears throat> and the thing that I like is that it kind of pulls you in two directions when you're watching it because you can kind of understand what Strange is saying of you know if you do this you're screwing with the fabric of time and that's going to mess up endless timelines and endless lives but then you're also kind of rooting for Peter in the sense that because of Aunt May and the core of his morality he wants to help people where he can and so he's fighting against Strange's you know, detached, cold version of life is life, fate is fate. You can't do anything about that. You have to accept it. And by the end of the movie, we know that Peter was right in the sense that he was able to fix or help those those villains and at the cost of himself. And I think that's really important of like, Doctor Strange is kind of a mental figure, but he's kind of that stern, dickish mental figure who tries to teach you about life but in the wrong kind of way so you rebel against it but you end up learning the lesson yourself um and i really liked how that kind of played out and was portrayed and again the fact when they faced off in the kind of mirror dimension and then they play into the fact that it's peter parker who beats him because he uses geometry and maths to actually overcome it he's, he's not just spider-man he has to think on that was so good that was so I thought good that was incredibly done i was like Fuck such yeah. a peter parker yeah. moment yeah, yeah. awesome and that's what the comics always nailed was that he was Spider-Man, but he was also an incredibly intelligent human being first and foremost. And that's what helped him be a better Spider-Man. And that's what came through in that fight of he beats a wizard and a guy who has, you know, used the time stone to see every possible outcome of every dimension ever and yet bested him just through sheer maths and intellect. And I was yeah, like, brilliant. that's awesome. That's brilliantly played. And I think like as the movie progresses and like they're sort of allies, but then they're kind of begrudging allies for a bit. And Strange is obviously a bit pissed off with, with Holland for obviously screwing with the spell. But I think that also works in the sense that we know that he's being a bit naive at the beginning when he wants the spell to happen, but he wants it on his terms. And Strange is saying that's not how fate works. That's not how life works. And so it works so well that at the end of the movie, it ties in with like, 
he's grown up from a kid to an adult because he's realized that you can't have everything you want in life and still be a good person. But he's also gone from Peter Parker to Spider-Man because in the comics and in Spider-Man stories, he always has to sacrifice Peter Parker in order to be Spider-Man. And that's what the ending of this movie does is he has to give up everything he wants and the life that he has that he loves in order to make everything right for everybody else. And that's why I think it just works so well with Strange as the lead of that, because he's the the antithesis to, you know, his heart and his morals. And so by the end, he realises that Strange's way of thinking works, but within his own morality as well. And I just fucking loved it. Like by the end, I was like, they managed to weave this little message through and it, you know, intersects in different places in like their relationship and him growing up from a kid to an adult and him going from Peter Parker to Spider-Man and realizing that being good takes sacrifice. And yeah, I just, I thought it was excellently done. And the way he rebels against it and then strange at the end has begrudgingly be like, oh shit, yeah, you did actually manage to fix them. Fair enough. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really clever. Yeah. Um and again, just really kind of suited the character and the narrative of Spider-Man as well. And that's a that's a point we haven't touched upon yet, is it really? Is that Peter Parker, in order to defeat them, he's helping them. And that's like the most Peter Parker thing that he could have possibly done. Yep, that's Spider-Man down to a nutshell of it's, I have to beat them by making them better. It's like Doctor Strange is like, we got to send them back and they'll die and that's it. Sorry, that's their fate. And Peter Parker's like, no, I'm not having that. I'm Peter Parker. We can help mm-hmm. them. And, and that's like, like the oh, <laughs> mate, that's so awesome. And there's that one bit where he steals the, I can't remember the name of the box, but um, what well, did you catch the name of the box? I just called it the spell box. The spell box, I'll do. <laughs> I think they just called it the cage, didn't they? Or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. spell I was, cage. I wasn't sure if they had some sort of Doctor Strange name for it, but there was that bit where Peter tries to escape, and it's so subtle, but I don't know how I, don't know how I caught it. But obviously, Strange puts up the two portals, Oh yeah, down and <laughs> and you know Peter Parker is is like webbing, but he's webbing his foot through the other portal, so he's stuck in the middle. But he's actually webbing himself because yeah, it, it goes through the portal in the back. It's like what? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. That part. It's such a it's such a quick moment, but it was like Doctor Strange is a badass man, and you know you can't mess with that. Also, Ned's got wizard powers now. Apparently, that was just yeah, the that was weird. Yeah, was that just the ring, or are they going to like move on to that? No, nah, I don't know. I think it was just the ring because surely, if like MJ put on the ring, she wouldn't have been able to do that. But he had said about his history, his family history being like part of part of the magic and stuff mm. like that. Interesting if he's in the next Doctor Strange movie. Actually, that's, kind oh, of that's like what a... I wondered. Is it? Is he gonna? Are they gonna? Comes because like um, someone said to me, "Oh, there's rumors that." Um, Ned is going to be like the future Green Goblin and I said well no because they've just found out he's just found out yeah. he can do magic so no, no yeah know. well in the comics Ned becomes the Hobgoblin yeah um, who is who is a Spidey villain but um, it doesn't look like they're they're going to that for this one well I mean they joked about how Toby's how yeah. he turned against him and became evil and tried to kill him and then he had to yeah. him and, yeah. Yeah. and he looks at him and he's like, like ah. hey do you have a best friend and he's like yeah yeah Died in my arms because he tried to kill me. <laughs> just and then like literally he goes onto the laptop, he like goes on the computer and then just walks away. And you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's sinking. I don't think they're gonna take it in that direction with him, though. I think he's very much uh the good character. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. Um, what did you make of Ned and Zendaya's uh I should say Ned and MJ's um roles in this? Do you think 
because I think they were they, they, they were used really well. Um, considering the amount of madness that was happening in this film, uh, yeah, Mars. Yeah, I think when the more I think about the movie, I'm more I'm amazed that they managed to shove so many different characters and storylines and plots and arcs yeah, and everything else into it. And um, you know, obviously. Uh, Zendaya and um, Tom Holland are together in real life. And you can kind of tell it's kind of got that like chemistry between them that's very easy and natural. Yeah, hang on a second. Tom Holland is Spider-Man and dating Zendaya. Yeah. What the fuck? Dude! <laughs> fuck so, you! Uh, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Um, so, yeah, they've obviously got that, that kind of easy chemistry. It kind of comes across. And I think, yeah. like you said, they're used in a very nice supporting role, but in a very active supporting role of you know, they're not just on the sidelines, they're in the thick of it, but kind of kept like on the outskirts of the thick of it so that you can focus on the superhero stuff. But I think like the bit of MJ and obviously Peter right at the end, and you can see like how much pain she's in knowing that she's going to forget this person who means everything to her. Mm-hmm. Like that really did come across. And I liked that like the downtime moments are always spent with Ned or Zendaya and it really helps to show that they are the people who, you know, keep him as Peter Parker. They're the ones who mean everything. And that that's what makes the decision at the end so much more powerful is that he's giving up the only people that he truly, you know, has any kind of normal life with. And I think that made the, the choice that he makes at the end that much more like, yeah, you've grown up like you, you're willing to sacrifice your life, your people for, you know, the, the greater good of everybody else, um, even if they're not even going to know or appreciate it. Um, and yeah, the performances were great. Yeah, it's that bit on the roof where they're comforting him after Aunt May dies. And they both put their arms around him and they just huddle up together. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful moment. And yeah. and NMJ goes, we've uh, we've brought some people along. <laughs> and you know, and I, I I just love that scene. Um, Kat, what did you make of uh, MJ and Ned in this one? I really, really liked how active they were in the movie. I really, really appreciated how much they included them. I think that that was always, you know, they weren't just supporting cast and then kind of at the beginning and then not there for all of the action stuff. They were interweaved in everything and absolutely everything they were completely by his side throughout absolutely everything and I think that's why when we get to the end you know that is the greatest sacrifice is that he no longer goes on as, as Spider-Man with them by his side and um and it is it's, it's tough isn't it because he was like uh, I couldn't do this without you and yeah I loved both of their performances I think the I think the franchise would be lost without Ned and and MJ, but I think Ned plays yeah. a really good character. Um, yeah, I really, really, I really, really liked how much they're in this movie and how much you see their characters. Even when Peter Parker isn't in the scenes, they the scenes that they do together, yeah, alone, are just still just as entertaining as when Tom's in them as well. Yeah. I mean, they've they've got to carry the scene that the two Spider Man come back. Exactly. You know? That's a like that's a, that's a big, big ask. Respon- that's a big responsibility. Yeah, well, you know, with great power and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because great yeah, exactly. responsibility and bread rolls. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the tingle, but not for bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. Do you have that a line is going to be iconic now. Yeah, <laughs> but, but not for bread. <laughs> yeah, I have the tingle, but not for bread. Um, did you notice that MJ was wearing the Black Dahlia necklace? Yeah, the whole the way through. Ending? Mm. And she was still wearing it at the end. <gasps> was she still wearing it when she was a waitress? Yep. 
<gasps> I didn't notice that, but I did I... wonder. I just literally wondered that. I was like, oh, she wears it all throughout the film. I wonder if she's wearing it at the end. Yeah, she is. And I cried again. Oh. Yeah, that was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was super sad. But I also think, like, Holland's portrayal in that scene is one of, like, you can see the mixed emotions of, like, oh, the it's sadness, extraordinary. You can mm-hmm. see, like, the, the happiness on his face to seeing that they're happy and yeah. that they're free of, you know, the pain and the stress yeah. that comes with knowing Spider-Man. And, like, I thought that was really well done. Like, you can see on his face all of these contrasting emotions, and as the scene plays out, he's more and more at peace with he made the right choice and he's going to do it right this time. How the fuck did they forget him completely? We'll get right, into it. can we get on to this ending? Can we, can we start now? Can uh, we get on to I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll I'll try and explain as best I can. <laughs> You're trying to explain. Listen yeah. to this guy I'm trying to uh, mansplain mansplain the ending to us. Yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if, no, but yeah. still mansplained it. I still think it's dumb. It's like anyway. At no point did the spell say forget Peter Parker. Thank you. I've said this, but he said it does at the beginning. And I, right, so here's my shit. Okay, I'm gonna go first because yep. I'm the I'm the ranty one. No, do so- it. I love it. Right. And please add a metaphor in. Right. Well, I don't know. Now you've done an exaggeration. <laughs> that's, like, that's like being like, oh, you've got to be really funny now. Tell us a joke. And I, <laughs> you forget all jokes ever. Right. Here's the thing. I didn't love the ending. And the reason is, is because that ending has already been done in the biggest, possibly arguably the biggest franchise in the world. And that is Titanic. Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do, you not, do you not forget the bit at the end where Jack Dawson went no, to Rose? Oh. I want I want everyone to forget I ever existed. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when she drops the, the jewel in the ocean, that's yeah, when that's everybody... It. Exists. It's like Thanos' is, you know, snap. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So, so that's Harry Potter. And so I thought, for fuck's sake. But, yeah, so... Here's my thought process, okay, from the beginning, because I feel like, Ross, me and you are on the same page, and I'm going to watch this film again, and I'm going to pay very fucking close attention to these scenes. At the beginning, when he originally wants the spell done, he asks for people not to to forget he's Spider-Man, and then starts putting in provisions... Um, and Miles, I don't want you to interrupt on this point because I'm going to lose my point. Um, he starts putting up provisions. Well, actually, I need Aunt May to remember I'm Spider-Man because of X, Y, and Z, and I need MJ to remember, and I need Ned. Anyway, Strange says, well, it's nice knowing you, and that's when he starts to freak out. Now, Miles has a different explanation for this, but my explanation is that obviously Doctor Strange wouldn't know who Peter Parker is, and he'd be the only person to not know who Peter Parker is, potentially as part of maybe the Avengers too, because um, he only knows him through being Spider-Man turning up at that thing. So that's how I assimilated the fact that Doctor Strange wouldn't know him anymore. But then we cut to the end and all of a sudden it's not just not forgetting Spider-Man, it's now forgetting that he exists as a person. Well, why? Why couldn't have it just been everybody forgets your Spider-Man? Because I don't understand. He's already sacrificed May. So why on earth did we need to have the big forgetting spell? And that was never... Why couldn't have we just gone back to the original spell? But Miles claims that it was always going to be that spell. But I don't think it was. <laughs> Are we agreed here, Ross? Yes. The spell... I, yes. The bit, the bit at the very end where the, the there's more enemies coming through and that was awesome yes. we saw rhino and craven the hunter yeah and lots of cool like silhouettes of different enemies mm-hmm. um and then 
Peter just goes, let people forget I'm Spider-Man. And yeah. Doctor Strange goes, I don't want to do that. But it's the only way. It's like, yes, it's the only way. So why did everyone but forget? He, but doesn't he Peter say Parker? something like, they're looking for Peter Parker, they're looking... They're... See, this is what I don't understand. They're just... Yeah, why couldn't if he had just gone back to the original? So, so I need to watch it again because maybe the wording is off. Miles's explanation is apparently because Doctor Strange knows absolutely everybody in the world, and that's why he'd forget him as well. Because also as well, um, Doctor Strange has done this spell on a Christmas party, but Doctor Strange remembers doing the spell because he remembers the Christmas party. So why would he not remember who Spider Man was either if he's the one casting the spell? There's another loophole there, which I think maybe they will come into it a little bit later. I didn't like the ending. I didn't love that. I would have loved the ending just to be the crack in the wall and him tether together the sky and be like, right, we're fucking done. And the cube to break and to go all back and stuff like that and send them home. And I've been happy. I didn't like how how the, now they've forgotten him and not just the fact that he's Spider-Man. Because I'd understand the... Do you know what I mean? He's already lost Aunt May, so that's a sacrifice. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, Miles, I'm sure you're busting to fucking explain this to us. Well... Before before Mars starts, I want to just hold off a second. Okay, yeah. Because I think you're right, but I don't. Maybe I missed something. I don't know, but I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Either. I was. My eyes the were spell, wide open the, the spell whole time was for him to forget him being Spider Man. Not, and that's the thing. He goes to them. He's like, I need you to make them forget I'm Spider Man. I need you to for them to not have that have happened. Because he's like, Mysterio called it. Can you make, put me in a world where that doesn't happen? He doesn't ask to be forgotten at the beginning. So why is the spell different at the end? Miles Thompson, <laughs> school us, please. <laughs> okay, well. I'm going to say straight off, the moment you start fucking with time, you're always going to find loopholes with it. It's the problem that every movie ever faces. I'm not fucking um, with time. I'm fucking with the wording and the script writing. No, no, I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying <laughs> that. Not time, but the script. Device, these things always happen. Or the because... apparent script. I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to have the biggest ears next time I go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Sit so... right in the front, like, everyone shut yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to write fucking notes and be like, right, what's happened here? <laughs> um right what was anyway, um, education has begun right so i think in terms of this movie the message is about him growing up kid to man and him becoming spider-man of realizing doing the greater good at the pain peter parker loses spider-man becomes spider-man kind of thing so i think that's what necessitated that by the end of this movie he has to have given up everything in order to properly realize what it is to be spider-man that's what makes him a good superhero and so they had to find a way to make that happen. And so having everyone forget him was the means to do that and him realising what that choice meant. So when he goes to Strange originally, he's naive. He's trying to be both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Someone makes a comment that he can't keep doing that. And he originally goes to Doctor Strange and asks him to, like you said, he doesn't want people to, to know that he's Spider-Man. And as Strange then casts this spell, which is going to be wide-reaching to affect everybody who knows he is Spider-Man, he probably panics and thinks, shit, everyone is going to forget me altogether. And then he messes with Strange's spell. And that's what causes everything to happen and nothing really works. But at the end of the movie, his wording is slightly different where he says, I want everybody in the universe to forget who I am. And that's the difference. He's not asking to not be Spider-Man anymore. He's asking now to everybody to not remember who he is kind of full stop 
And I think the wording is slightly off the first time because the implication is that stranger's going to forget him and that makes him think that everybody's going to forget him altogether. And I think, to be honest, if you're thinking about a spell, how realistic is it that it could erase certain memories for certain people and certain experiences, but not for others who would know he's Peter Parker and others who wouldn't? Like, you can't, Avengers... you, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is not the argument you had in the car with me last you night. Can... This is a very different argument. I feel like you've <laughs> slept on my argument response and been like, you, can't... you can't be questioning the logic of magical spells. <laughs> and also his argument was very different he told me yesterday in the car that strange said well nice knowing you and because yeah, the spell was already and he does do that yes he does do that but i argued yes because that's only because he knows peter parker in the sense of him meeting him through the fact that he's being spider-man so how would you know him otherwise so he wouldn't have known who he was and you said to me no no no. he knows who peter parker is because he knows everybody in the world he knows every single person so he just would forget him yeah he would through the time stone dr strange would have known him in every form he is anyway so strange would have remembered him if he just tried to forget him as spider-man and i think the point of the spell is that peter wants it to be where he can have it his way where people will just forget that he's spider-man but strange has effectively shown him like when strange goes okay well it was nice knowing you the spell doesn't work like that you can't just have it where you forget certain parts that you want to yeah that'd be that'd be really unrealistic wouldn't it yeah (laughs) and so when peter then starts messing with it that's what makes the spell fall apart but i think fundamentally spell was gonna um no um strange was gonna cast the same spell and it was going to make everyone forget him anyway because peter parker is spider-man and so if people forget who spider-man is intrinsically they are going to forget who peter parker is no because he's had 18 years of a life yeah but a lot of these people know him as spider-man so if you suddenly remove all of those memories and experiences time has still moved forward but you've just wiped out like an entire chunk of time that these people have known him so it would not work like logically that wouldn't make yeah, that, any that sense. would work because if you think about all the people that just know him because he's spider-man the only people that would know that are mj ned the avengers and then everybody who got told because of mysterio so yes it would fuck up a lot of the avenger stuff it would undo a lot of the avenger stuff but i feel like this has made it worse because how because also as well peter parker tom has the photos he moves into a flat and you can see photo frames so what i i don't understand what ned thinks he's been doing has he not gone on his phone and seen i don't understand why it was so important for them to forget who he was i don't feel like that needed to be done and i feel like it in Harry Potter it's explained very well why that needs to happen <laughs> and I don't understand why it really needs to happen here because it's, and I get I do I honestly I do understand the whole you are now truly Spider-Man you mm. are the neighborhood's kind of friendly neighborhood hero and nobody knows who you are because that's the sacrifice of Spider-Man however and of course the whole movie talks about like it's not about you it's about the world and it's not about this you can't have it all your way equally <clears throat> He now doesn't exist. Like, he hasn't gone to school. He hasn't gone to college. He now is doing Spider-Man for the rest of his life. But he didn't want to do that. No, he wants to go to MIT. He wanted to have a life. And he's now undone that for himself. So what's he going to do? Be Spider-Man for the next 70 years because he literally doesn't exist in the world. I don't understand what Ned thinks they've been doing, what Zendaya thinks he's been doing. And I'm certain that Doctor Strange must know this spell. Must know of, do you know what I mean? Because why would he cast a spell that, directly impacts his own memory when earlier in the film and i feel like marvel's too smart to have mentioned 
that somebody else knew of the spell but didn't know of the spell but he knew he'd cast it people would that's such an easy that's such an easy thing to pick up on when he goes do you remember that party and then he goes no and dr strange goes well exactly and that's because dr strange casts the same spell on a lesser level there is no way dr strange doesn't know spider-man i reckon that's how he's going to come back yeah no, I but, don't. I think the reason is that they wanted to clean slate it. They want Spider-Man to know because if you think the Avengers look at the, now. look at the the very end of this, the very very end of this film is Peter Parker as we know him. Yeah, he's he's broke. He's yeah. got no one. Yeah. effectively, he's living in in an apartment on his own. He's making his own suits. I fucking love that suit, by the way. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I need to I need to see more of it. And so it's almost as if the story begins again now, because now it's just Spider-Man. The, the Spider-Man that is in the video games and the old yeah. movies. It's just that version after everything that he's gone through. And I love that part of the ending. But yeah, yeah. it's nice to get a, a little bit of clarification, even if it's boiled down to spells don't Sacrifice. do that, Ross. Yeah. And Ross, Ross and Cat spells don't do that. That's really unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's unrealistic. And you know, I love when people say that. So I've got a friend, and I love him dearly, and he said, "I fucking hate Endgame because um, it actually the time travel doesn't make sense." And I'm like, "Oh, the time travel doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, oh, bad. Like you should really write to Marvel about that." <laughs> I'd be hasten to argue that the the time travel in Endgame is where it makes the most sense in any film. Yeah, any time travel film ever. Because they they reference like hot tub time machine and yeah, all that and, stuff. It's like uh, yeah, your past future, will, will affect your future. It's like no, when you go back in time, that becomes your new future. Yeah, and also as well, I think that this um, apart from the ending, this film um, actually explains time travel in its simplest form. Is that there are multi universes and multi different girlfriends and, and uncles and all that jazz and like they're all happening at the same time because that's also what they mentioned is that it's happening at the same it's all happening at the same time because um even though in some people's universes it, it's very confusing because obviously doc ock is dead but he wasn't dead but he was he knew that osborne was dead it was just very much like wow like this is but i think it is explained and it's it's easy to understand and um no way Mm. I'm gonna have to wait for some more theory videos because everyone's all the ones that I listen to, like Empire Magazine and some some guys on YouTube that I like. They're all like, "No, it's too early for spoilers." Like, no, I want I want to theorize about the ending. When do you think? I do definitely think Strange Notes, but when do you think is going to be an appropriate time where the world is going to find out that they're in it? Because so far, everybody's kind of kept that. Well, most people, most you know honorable people have kept uh you know there's like an unbroken rule now isn't there ever since kind of infinity one it's ever since endgame there's mm. been this kind of un un unwritten rule that you know you don't spoil for people uh, especially when it comes to marvel when's the cut off do you reckon when is it that people can start you know when, really when celebrating this when marvel start promoting this film At with toby and andrew yeah. in the trailers that's when that. because that. they did it with endgame you know, eventually down the line, like three or four weeks after Endgame came out, the trade, the TV traders started with the bloody portals and the 
and the fight. Oh, that's and, true, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wait, what? Are we there now? Okay, fine. Yeah, so, I did say to um as soon as the credits rolled, I said, oh, do you know how sad I feel for Andrew and Toby that they didn't get to be part of the premiere? And then we kind of said, maybe they walked in in a hoodie around the back and got to watch <laughs> over everybody. But it's sad, isn't it? Because they've been on this massive press junket tour and they've not been able to lap up the excitement of other people. They were just kind of see it from afar, so to speak. And I hope they do kind of get... If I was a mate of Andrew Garfield, I'd be sending him those TikTok crowd reaction videos yeah, right now. I did because that would make him feel so good for Toby. So did there he? is some press going on, yeah, about how he said that he'd worked with Tom and Tom was very, very good, and it was such a pleasure to be back and stuff like that. Can you send me that? I've not seen that. Oh, it was a TikTok, so I don't know if I can, but um, oh yeah, okay. Unless it's a sort of completely, really greatly photoshopped. Yeah, I mean, ago, I don't think it is because he looks exactly the same now, and it has a far from some of the but, stuff that people made that were fake about this film were yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like it was so easy to get so easy to get drawn into it because it was like oh my god, oh my god, they're back, and then it's like oh wait, no, it's fake. Yeah, and then there's videos on YouTube like this is fake, and I can prove it to you, you know, and it's like oh my god, it's been like that's been such a fun ride for this film because you just don't know what was real and what wasn't. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure about your theory, Miles. Gotta be honest. Yeah, well, not like sure about said, your theory. you start messing with magic and time, there's always gonna be loopholes and shit. Yeah. I just, I just didn't think about it too much. I, I just didn't think honest. it was necessary. I didn't. Do you know what I mean? I didn't see the threat as great yeah. enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, we got, oh, I don't know, like, because you could have got the multiple Avengers multiple dimensions in. and universes worth of villains coming in to, like, swarm the place yeah, and kill like, them. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, but, but the thing is, as well, like, yeah, but they could have done just Spider-Man. Just forget your fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to forget you exist. Or, you know, I don't know, call some people. Maybe the fucking Avengers. Maybe call the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, this was, this was, on the timeline, there was, I don't know if you guys have been watching Hawkeye, on Disney no, Plus. I haven't seen it. No. But um there's a Steve Rogers musical that's on in New York in <laughs> the Hawkeye series. And there was there was billboards for it in, in No Way Home. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So Hawkeye could have just like helped out a little bit with, with some arrows, I guess. He's a bit fucking useless though. I don't like him. I think I yeah. think you should fucking watch Hawkeye and, and, and now <laughs> unuseless he is. <laughs> I just don't know if it was completely necessary. I think there wasn't enough time. Do you know what I mean? Like it looked like it was coming to an end. Everyone's being sent home. Then all of a sudden we're going to forget him. Goodbye. See you in the movie. And you're like, holy fucking what? Well, it was, <laughs> it, it was the only way for, you know, these guys to disappear. And, you know, it's kind of sad that uh, the two Spider-Men have forgotten who he is now as well. That's what I mean. And I was just like, for fuck's sake. Like, it makes me angry because they're like, obviously it happens after such a good film and you're like, great, that was all for nothing. <laughs> and that's how I felt of Harry Potter as well. I was like, for fuck's sake. Now, you know, everyone's forgotten who mine is. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, apart from obviously the three. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to sit with it. But I don't, yeah. One thing we haven't discussed is, um, is uh, sorry, Buzz, go Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think it's more just like, I enjoyed it for his characterization as a person, like, or as a character, like <clears throat> something like that needed to happen. And it probably wasn't mm. very handled, especially well. But for me, like the matter of the the wording and whatever doesn't matter to me. It's what it meant for him to grow up into Spider-Man meant yeah, more. Yeah. And I yeah, think that absolutely. comes from like yeah. loving him growing up and as the comics and the cartoons and stuff, that's what his whole character is about. Absolutely. I completely I can overlook the shitness of it. To, to, yeah, <laughs> to I can see, appreciate like, the, the sacrifice and I can appreciate like wow, that's such a colossal 
sacrifice to make for like the greater good etc and that's his sacrifice in his multiverse is that you know um Garfield's is Gwen um Toby's is is Uncle Ben and now his is everybody so but I just thought we would we were happy with Aunt May being the sacrifice no 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 we had to go on further and just really stab him in the heart like and make him forget everybody instead so oh Gwen Stacy I know I know anyway one thing we haven't talked about what you're saying God, honestly, thing that made me cry the most was Andrew saving MJ. Um, Same. Same. Oh my god! And the Doc Ock thing. The Doc Ock thing. And the Doc Ock thing. Um, yeah, Daredevil. Oh yeah. fuck! Yes, I literally like broke your arm when he fucking appeared. Fuck! It's Daredevil. He said it. It was. It was. It was short and it was sweet, but yeah, funny. Matt Murdock is in the MCU now. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Because isn't Kingpin in it as well now? Uh, well, maybe you should watch fucking Hawkeye and find yeah, out. That's, yeah, well, I kind of <laughs> know what happens in Hawkeye just because I really like the guy who plays Kingpin. Um, the um, the last episode is this week, so you can binge it if you like when it's done. Maybe we should do that. Maybe when we, if we feel shit tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like Hawkeye as a character. I'll just read what happens. <laughs> Lawrence Pugh is in it as Elena, and she's awesome. Hayley Steinfeld is an amazing Kate Bishop. Is she really? Oh, she's so good, man. She's so, so good. And oh, it's it, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Watch it without Miles, Cal. You'll love it. Yeah, watch it without me. Okay. <laughs> I just have a love weird, it. like, Hawkeye and Black Widow are just the two characters I just don't care for. Wow. Souls. Yeah. yeah, no, I kind of agree with him, but I will watch, like, it won't take me away from watching something that might, you know, that would be fun. No, it's a it's a very fun series. It's a fun Christmas set series. It's just just enjoyable, just enjoyable. But yeah, it's great to see um, Matt Murdock back and uh, that very subtle bit at the end where he caught the rock. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm just a very good lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping I was hoping for more of him, but it means that he's back now, and hopefully we'll see him in more things. Ross, could this potentially mean that John Barenthal's Punisher could be in line for a, an appearance at some point? I think this opens the doors to all the um, to all the Netflix mm. MCU guys, but I think they're going to have to be very careful with who they pick because yeah, I don't think really fit in with I the don't think movie. yeah, <laughs> and I think the Punisher as we know him isn't going to be in Doctor Strange two. You know, that's a um, shame. Yeah, I mean they're still trying to. I, I presume they have a way to get Deadpool in now because he's now part of the MCU. Oh, of course, yeah, but it's not going to be the Deadpool that we know. No. So oh, I mean, you could have a movie with like the Punisher going up against Deadpool because they're both in like seriously violent, gory movies. You could just throw mm. them together in a movie for sure, for sure. But you know, I think there was a good argument about that that I was listening to on a Empire podcast the other day. It was like instead of showing the violence, they can it could just be implied. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just happening off screen. Yeah, <laughs> like you know that 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 scene in Daredevil where Kingpin is like bashing that dude's head in with the car door. You know, we see it and it's visceral and it's gruesome. But you know, in in the world of the MCU, it could just happen in the background. Yeah. While they're zooming out, <laughs> I zooming out, they can't see it. Is it the second to last Punisher episode of season one, where it was honestly one of the most violent, gory episodes of TV I think I've ever watched, where he's just mercilessly beating the shit yeah. out of these like are they like SWAT team or police or something? And then yeah, just a one shot of him Billy. shotgunning people to the face. That's it, yeah. And then he yeah. goes after Billy and he like smashes his face in like a hundred times into the glass. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is almost like torture porn. And I'm down yeah. for it. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. He won't be in the MCU in that 
in that capacity, I don't think. No, definitely. But not. you know, we've got Jessica Jones as well, and I uh not Iron Fist, because Iron Fist is terrible. But uh Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what how this is gonna play out, but yeah. Matt Murdock is back and Kingpin may or may not be back. Um spoilers for Hawkeye. <laughs> we did warn about spoilers, so yeah, we did. Yeah. When I said spoilers, I meant spoilers for the entire MCU, not just to- <laughs> for everything. <laughs> what is that? Um Right then, are we done? I think so. Is there oh, anything else you want to get off your chest? Um, I'm trying to like do a deep dive through just to make sure I haven't missed anything. No, I think I think it was fabulous. I will say the guy that was behind the bar in the Venom post credit scene is the guy that plays Danny Rojas in Ted Lasso. Oh, um, I watched that. Yeah. This won't mean anything to anyone who hasn't seen it, obviously. But if he's the one. That ends up being Venom because he's closest to the symbiote. I wondered I, that. I will be so happy. <laughs> I wondered if, like, if they're going to do another character, would it be the guy behind the bar as well? Um, something that I also I wanted to ask what people people's thoughts were. Um, the coffee shop at the end with Ned and um, MJ. There's also another man in there. Do you think that he purposely is supposed to look like Stanley? Yes. Because I noticed that, I thought, "Poor, oh, I reckon if Stanley was there, of course, if Stanley was still alive, that would be him. But yeah. it looks like they've purposely made somebody look like him to be yeah. in that cafe. Yeah, it's right. the exact same look. It, it I was didn't Stanley. notice that. I saw it and I was like, oh. Oh, it's Stanley. At first, I thought they'd done it as like a CGI, like they'd put him in a CGI. And I was like, oh, no, that's an actual actor. He just yeah. looks exceptionally like, like him Stanley, in the exact same yeah. role. Yeah, yeah like the typical Stanley style of like, at a cafe or at a coffee shop or a breakfast bar or being the barman or whatever like it's that kind of thing <laughs> maybe it was a stunt double maybe maybe I didn't know it so I'd have to watch it again and have a nose yeah yeah I was too busy focusing on uh, MJ's necklace really I think in that scene yeah I didn't even notice that yeah I was just oh. too like by that point I was so emotionally like broken and busted from the movie yeah I think I need to watch it again like what I was saying just to get like now that I'm not going to be surprised about what happens, I actually really take in and appreciate the maybe the 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 pre kind of hints that kind of come up, the foreshadowing and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. The second post credit scene was a trailer for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Um, looks dope as fuck, and looks pretty creepy. There be a second credit scene. Miles was like, no, that won't be. Not yeah, I didn't think that would be. Of course, there is. It's a Marvel that's movie. What, that's what I said. But we did leave, so we haven't seen that. I got Venom, and after that, I couldn't... I you couldn't haven't seen it? Anymore. You no. didn't stay for the trailer? That's what I'm telling you, is that Miles said that there wouldn't be a second one. I was like, well, there will be a second one. He's like, nah, not this time. I'm not going to lie to you. I was literally, like, destroyed after seeing Venom, so I wasn't really <laughs> a reliable human being at that point. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry to have spoiled that for you, but, yeah, the uh, the second post credit scene was a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, and, um, that's fine. I'm assuming that'll come online very, very soon. And uh, yeah, looks great. Bit of uh, bit of Wanda Maximoff in there as well. Looks fantastic, and uh, looks very creepy. Directed by Sam Raimi, who of course directed the first oh, three oh, Spider-Man wow. films. Yeah. Oh, okay. And of course, The Evil Dead and all that lot. So he's yeah. going to bring some proper horror bring stuff some to this creep one. Creep into it. Yeah. yeah, it's about time the MCU had a bit of a scary film. I think so. Uh, yeah, probably some other genres. They should give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just uh, r- just ruling the world. And how do you top end game? You bring in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, my <laughs> friends. That's how you do it. Um, what a cracking film. What an absolutely wonderful experience. Um, 10 out of 10, my all-time favorite MCU movie. Yes. Um, I can't yeah, stop I thinking agree. about it. 
you kind of thinking about it and uh i cannot wait to see it again same um and i can't wait for it to come out on digital so i can just watch it over and over and over and over, and over. yes <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> i really want to go back and watch like the older movies now as well so i can like just appreciate all the spider-man-ness mm, yeah i did i did do a deep dive into spidey before i went to see it i caught up with spider-man one two three the amazing spider-man one and two homecoming and far from home and it was it was an interesting one because you know the original three they haven't aged well no they're not they were so uh, relying on cgi weren't they like the green goblin is not scary when he's <laughs> when he's when he's green goblin when he's just got that stupid mask on yeah you know it's not scary at all it's ridiculous but you know it's like you said earlier it's william defoe's face that's scary still i just i love spider-man 3 it was a terrible movie but it's just the part where peter parker's got the venom in him and he's just all emo and he does the strut. i really wanted them in this movie to somehow make him do the little dance that he does but miles that's one of the worst things that's ever happened to spider-man oh but it's just so good (laughs) and like when he's in when he's in the club and he's on the piano and for (laughs) some reason out of fucking nowhere he goes now dig on this And then he punches MJ in the face. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> it's just like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's it's a terrible movie, but you just can't help but love it for how bad and terrible it is. But like, I just, yeah, if they'd have got the little dance in that he does when he's going down the street, when he's all like arrogant and whatever, it just would have been perfect. Oh, it was awful. I don't know what you mean. Oh, so good. So, so good. <laughs> I think that can, that, that can live in the past where it belongs. Nah, nah, that should have been brought back. Just that moment, though. <laughs> not the rest. The rest can stay where it was, but that moment was great. Uh, right. What do you want to? What do you want to see? Final thing. What do you want to see next? If there was to be a Spider-Man four, um, it'll be, obviously be a brand new story. Are MJ Ned going to be in it at all? Is it just going to be a, a focused neighborhood Spider-Man story? Um, what do you think, Cat? I don't know. I think. I guess it depends what they do, isn't it? Like sometimes it's best, like like I was saying, if this is a clean slate, if this is the end of the end, this is like the the, the end game, so to speak, of, of the Spider-Man stuff with Tom Holland, then um, leave, let sleeping dogs lie, let people just you know hope and imagine you know how he would get them to remember again and things like that. If it was a Spider-Man 4, I would like to see very much of the same. I wouldn't like that. Wow. I wouldn't like a whole new story again. I think that, like, we're done now. That's We we can't James Bond it. (laughs) Like, I think there's only so much that you can do. But I would like to see if they were going to do something, whether it be in another Avengers movie or another different, different Marvel movie, I would like to see how he does it. Do you know what I mean? If if Mm. they are going to do it, I would like to see Strange hint that he knows the spell happened uh but he couldn't say for spell reasons or fucking i don't know magic reasons who the fuck knows um yeah but i think if it's a whole new movie i wouldn't like to see that i don't think i'd be Mm. super duper happies unless it's unless it's well explained why other than oh it's just a different multiverse no, because what in then ten years time we're gonna have Tom flipping Toby and Andrew back all over again. <laughs> I think they've done what they can. Do you know what I mean? They've they've that is the absolute best present to everybody of the last twenty years is bringing all yeah. three of them in the movie. It shouldn't be done again. 
it shouldn't be tried to be recreated of another Spider-Man in 10 years time or whatever so and they've all been redeemed and that's yes a, exactly they've all tied up their ends and their redemptions years and years later and mm. I just yeah so I wouldn't want to see it again no if they were going to do another movie with Tom Holland yes I'd want to see all of them back in I'd want to see Zendaya I'd want to see Jacob Bolton I want to see um Bal- not Bolton Balaton Balaton um that's a Batalon I think Batalon yeah um and I'd like to see how how he does it, how he gets him to remember and and what he's missed and what's been going on since then. And did Zendaya move on? And did or actually on Ned and Zendaya like what's going to go on there? But um, yeah, but I don't think they will. I think. Oh this god, is this is it. when Timothy Chalamet comes in as Venom. Oh, isn't it? stop it! No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my two cents. What about you? Um, obviously there there's something going to happen with Venom. I don't know what. But yes, yeah. Something's going to happen, uh, whether it be Venom 3 or the next Spidey film. Um, the fact that he's been ripped out of the MCU as quick as he came into it suggests to me that it's going to be a Sony non-MCU film. Yeah. And that's why I'm very hyped about the possibility of an Andrew Garfield Venom movie. But yeah, with Tom Holland, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And I'd love to see where he goes and what happens now he's now he's you know for you know now he's spider-man 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 you know the spider-man that we all grew up with spider-man and i'd love to see what he does i'd like to see a, a very neighborhood story a very like like the world is going to end story um like spider-man homecoming was um just a very sort of chill neighborhood spider-man story that would be fun you know bring it back to basics i guess would be yeah they were gonna do a venom movie i think with tom holland they could do it there for sure i think in terms of getting him maybe he could see maybe you could actively know for the first 45 minutes that mj and ned still don't know him and he watches them every day for example or he checks in every single day or he's saved them before and they have no idea kind of thing Mm. like that would be quite quite a heart stringy thing and then obviously then it goes off and and faces venom kind of thing that would be fine too. I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. Of course, Venom is um, based in San Francisco, and so he doesn't really go to New York. So he may not know about Spider-Man in his universe. That's true. That's so, true. oh god, if that happens, I just hope it's Andrew. I just wanted to be Andrew yeah. Garfield so bad, <laughs> so think, so bad. I think Andrew Garfield wants it to be Andrew Garfield so bad. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I don't think we're the only ones. I think the fans would love that. Um, so we shall see uh, Miles what do you see for the future of Spider-Man I know you want a Venom story oh god anything Venom's good um, except for yeah, Venom let there be carnage yeah well I haven't watched that one yet so as far as I'm concerned there isn't a bad Venom just yet <laughs> <laughs> just yet until I watch it then there will be um, I, I think the next Venom movie will be a standalone one and then I think the ending of that movie will then tie him into the MCU somehow or the MCU is going to take on Venom in its own right um in terms of spider-man i kind of want to see it you know they've introduced kingpin and daredevil now directly into you know they work in hell's kitchen they work in new york so they're right on spider-man's doorstep and i feel like you could almost do like a them two kind of teaming up to try and take down kingpin or you know they can introduce lots of like other villains in spider-man's history and have them sort of working together. Like you could involve Punisher in like a different format or a different, you know, presentation. There's lots of options that they have. And yeah, I think having a more grounded story of you'll have the dual side where he's trying to rebuild a bit of a life with kind of MJ and Ned while also having the freedom of being Spider-Man without any 
responsibility on a personal level to have to hide who he is. Um, and I think that's got some real scope because that will be the first time he'll be able to be Spider-Man and just be Spider-Man without having to fear, you know, the ramifications of people finding out who he is. Um, so I think there's a lot of scope there. I think he's too big a character. He's too big a superhero to not do anything more with. I think it's quite obvious that they are going to take his arc forward. Um, and I guess it'll be quite interesting to see if they can, re if, you know, they do anything more with the Avengers or other superheroes who obviously knew him previously that now don't. You know, I reckon there's some pretty good scenes that they probably got lined up of how he gets reintroduced to some of these characters. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I think this film was very much like a, an apex or like a peak of Spider-Man-ness. And so I feel like anything that comes after this now, I'm very much going to treat as like it's extra. It's more than more than I wanted. Um and I just feel like I've had the movie I wanted as a kid. If you told me this is the movie I would have got, I'd have probably just never believed you or would have just fainted on the spot, to be honest. Um, so I feel like I've had my fill, you know, met. And yeah, I'm just really intrigued to see. I'd love to see them team up with Daredevil because they've got quite similar kind of views of morality and stuff. But Daredevil's a bit more violent and a bit more blunt in how he deals with things, whereas Spider-Man's the more carefree, you know, chill one. Um, so yeah, I think that would make a really interesting dynamic and I can see it being then two up against Kingpin because he's the main antagonist for both of them for quite a lot of their stories. I would love that. That'd be cool. That would be seriously cool. Like you can imagine like the finish of the movie with them be like fighting up like the tower together yeah. to get to Kingpin and then facing off against him. And the guy who plays Kingpin is just a beast. So I'd love to see that fight scene. Yep. And they can bring Bullseye. With, with Hawkeye! Yeah, uh, no. Um, they can bring, <laughs> well, I mean, they could bring Bullseye back and then they could have him and Hawkeye fight as like a side story. So that, you know. Do you know what? In Endgame, right? Again, spoilers. If, if you haven't seen Endgame, I don't know how you haven't. But, um, you know, the scene where like him, Hawkeye and Blackwood are obviously fighting over who's going to throw themselves into the pit. I was like, I think I was the only person in the cinema who's going, can they both just fall in? Can you just put them both in? Thanks. And then obviously it didn't, but. I think I was the only person who wasn't bothered. You're a horrible, horrible human being. I am. Yeah, I like everybody else. Just Hawkeye is a family. It was obviously it had to be Black Widow. <sighs> I know, but he's just. I don't know. I don't really like Jeremy Renner, so I think that's probably part of it. <laughs> just, yeah, he's just not that interesting. He's just a shit Legolas. Like, it's fine. Just a shit Legolas. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I recommend you Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Available now. <laughs> and I do not. I'm having a cracking time with that series. I'm looking forward to the ending, to the finale this week. I, I do want to watch that One Division. Um, I haven't actually got around to seeing that yet. Oh man, One Division is insane, and that leads into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. You've got to stick with One Division. First three episodes are like, huh, this is interesting. Episode four is like, oh fuck me, this is awesome. Like, you just got <laughs> to you, yeah. you just got to roll with it. You just got to roll with it, but it's so good. Um, okay. well that does bring a solemn end to our Spider-Man No Way Home Spoiler Special two hours we've gone talking about this movie almost as long as the film <laughs> almost very cathartic though I needed that yeah it's yeah. good I feel less emotional than I did earlier so that's yeah good. it's very nice consistent. to talk nice to talk it out talk, <laughs> talk, talk through our trauma yeah that's the important thing um, a lesson that I'm sure that you guys know very well and uh <laughs> I'm, In the words uh, of Taylor Swift, all too well. Oh, there's a Taylor Swift. I knew, I knew you'd get her yeah, in eventually. There it is. 
Uh, well, thank you very much indeed for listening. Um, that has been, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And um, if big spoiler things happen again in the future, I'm sure we will talk about it. Um, Horizon Forbidden West looks to be the next one, possibly. Once we all, all get that done, I'm sure we'll have a massive conflower about that. Probably there'll be an Elden Ring one. You know, we've hyped it up so much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Me and Ross are like, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross is going to have a great time as I'm carrying him through it. I, yeah, I'm not... I. Is is there really a story in these things? Yes, but mm. it's it's the kind of story like Bloodborne, for example, has like three hour long lore videos about the entire story, but you wouldn't have a fucking clue playing through the game. Like I played through Bloodborne, didn't have a scuba do what I was doing, and then I sat and watched like three hours worth of lore videos after because it's actually super interesting. But the game just doesn't tell you anything unless you go and actively find it. Right. Cool, so, that's, yeah. that makes so much fucking sense to do in a game. Just make videos about it instead and have no reference. Hey, people love it. So, on to Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> so, Horizon Forbidden West spoiler special coming in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once, well, well, well I'll, I'll complete it launch weekend, uh, as will Miles and Cat will do it. Which uh, no, I'm on holiday. I suck. I don't have my PS5 with me. I'm livid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Finger Guns. Don't forget, if you do like what we do, why not go to our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep the website live on its various podcast station services and keep the website looking nice and shiny. That website, of course, is fingerguns.net. Follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS. Follow us. Our individual handles are in the description below. If you've never listened to us before and just listening because of the Spider-Man podcast, thank you for listening. Do all the things. Follow us in all the places. Keep this crazy train going and uh, we will see you again for the next one um if you're a if you're a regular listener our very last podcast of the year will be recorded on monday night to go up on tuesday morning and uh, yeah we're talking our games of the year in that one and we're very very excited so look out for that when it goes live but until then it is goodbye from miles holland oh well it's goodbye from cat garfield bye and it's goodbye from me i am of course roscoe mcguire and remember with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and don't watch Fed on Let There Be Carnage. Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>